Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right now you know it's the last Saturday show with the prof and RD. One thing's for sure, there'll only be one more with the prof and RD. Well, thank you, Skip Denenberg, for that great rendition. <laughs> Ray, we've had a theme song for years. and <laughs> How about that? Skip wanted to do a special one for what is today your final show. Good morning, everybody. He is Ray Dinger. I am Glenn Mack. Now we are at the beautiful WIP Studios at 2400 Market for what's going to be a little bit of a party for my friend Ray as he announced his retirement. And today and tomorrow are your final shows. 53 years as a writer, columnist, broadcaster, analyst, humorist, uh, opinion leader, agent of change, and all-around good guy. This is, this is a brilliant career drawing to a close. Uh, and I can only imagine how many column inches of wonderful prose you have created over that time, Ray, how many TV appearances, uh, how many hours behind the microphone here at WIP since you began building this station way back in 1988. Uh, I do know that you and I have partnered for 21 years, uh, a mere fracture, fraction of your career. Uh, I estimate we've done about 2,500 shows together, and I have enjoyed every single one. So how you feeling, pal? Um, emotional. I mean, this has been a very emotional month. I mean, ever since I made the announcement with you uh, earlier this month that uh, that I was going to uh, retire at the end of at the end of May, uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty overwhelming. The response of people, the um, the emails, the cards, the letters, uh, the phone calls, um, some from people I hadn't heard from in years, some old high school classmates, uh, old friends, uh, co-workers. Uh, and then many of them, I would say even the majority of them, were people I didn't know. I mean, total strangers. 
uh, and their letters would start, they all start the same way. We've never met, but I feel like I know you. And uh, I guess that's the magic of radio, is that uh, is there's an intimacy there that allows us to connect with our audience in a way that's, uh, that's meaningful and lasting. And uh, the fact that all of these folks wanted to reach out and say goodbye has been... Uh, has probably been both the best and the worst part of this because it's been the best of, because you know people appreciate you but it reminds you of what you're leaving behind and I you know I, uh, I feel ready for this but I, there's no question I'm going to miss it because I've loved the, I've loved what I've done uh, I've loved my career every aspect of it and uh, and I have really really loved the 20 years of working with you that 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 I probably will miss most of all well I appreciate that. It's it's uh, it's the hanging around uh, that's that with you that that is the part I'm going to miss. All right, listen, we 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 can't get all lumpy throated yet. No, no, okay? no, not we, yet. Please, okay. we, have, we have three hours to go. <clears throat> Six. Um, Ray, today's show is is very simple. Um, in fact, I I didn't even send you the outline for the show, which, as you know, I normally do. Right. Um, I sent you an outline. I think that said show up. <laughs> and today we celebrate your magnificent career and the people you've worked with uh, and sometimes against, the, the lives you've touched, the impact you had. Um, and as we do the show, um, there's going to be a, a bit of a party going on around us. Some of your friends and family and coworkers uh, are going to be here today, which is, which is very nice. Um, uh, and we'll talk to them. And we'll also talk to uh, some of the biggest figures in town, sports and otherwise, as, as they reflect on what Ray Didinger has meant to this city. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, that's going to be fun for me. I think it's going to be fun for you. Before we start, um, I imagine you being you that, um, and you, you kind of alluded to this, but uh, maybe go into it a little bit more. You did not anticipate the warm embrace and the acclaim that you were going to receive since you announced announced at the start of uh, this month that this was it? No, no. My wife did. Maria did. You know, Maria said, you know, this is going to be a really big deal. Uh, and I said, no, <laughs> no, it won't. No, it won't. You know, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll get a couple cards. I'll get a couple letters. I might get a couple phone calls, but it's not going to be a big deal. Um, but it has been a big deal. And it's, uh, uh, I, I didn't expect it. Uh, I'm, I'm still a little overwhelmed by it. I mean, if you could see the pile of mail that's on our kitchen table right now. I'm sure your wife's delighted by that. <sighs> yeah, not, no, she's not delighted about that part. But, um, I mean, I've made a, I have made a solemn vow uh, that I'm going to answer every single one. I mean, every email, every piece of mail, uh, every package, everything that's come to the house. And it's been a ton in the last month. I'm going to answer every one of them, or certainly try to. I mean, it's going to take me a long time, but I want to answer them all because they are all, each in their own way, they are all so special. I mean, everybody has a story. You know what? It kind of, it kind of reminded me of Tell Us Your Story. Mm -hmm. You know, the point that you made about the idea of why Tell Us Your Story was a good idea. You said everybody has a story. Everybody has a biography. Uh, and everybody that wrote me a letter had some had some story. It was they met me here, or they saw me there, or something that I said on the radio they found inspirational. I mean, everybody had a reason to write. Everybody had a story to tell. Uh, and so um, it's probably going to take me a while. So folks out there, if, be patient. <laughs> be patient. I will answer everything. I promise you I will answer everything. But it's been, it's been that much. I mean, it, the volume of it has been much greater than I ever imagined. Well, one of the guests for Tell Us Your Story uh, shares something with you in that he's going to be retiring. And this has been 
a very big year for announcing and planning retirements uh, among legends in Philadelphia. You and Angelo is retiring at the end of the year. At least he says so. I might bet against it, but <laughs> the threat is there. Uh, Jay Wright, surprisingly, stepped down at the end of Villanova's great season. And this gentleman, who, like you, has been a huge part of the media in Philadelphia and was a guest on Tell Us Your Story, uh, said he will be retiring at the end of the year, and he joins us now. Jim Gardner. Jim, thanks so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure, Glenn, and hi, Ray. Hello, <laughs> it's, uh, Jim. <laughs> it's good to talk to you. Um, when I think of Ray, if that's what you're asking me to do, <laughs> sure. um, I would compare Ray in one sense to Dave Roberts in that. There's no one around who doesn't like Ray Dittinger. It is impossible not to like Ray Dittinger. And I'm not talking about people who hear him on the radio. I'm talking about people who know him personally or come into contact with him. Uh, it's impossible not to, to like him, to have strong, positive feelings about him. I know of very few people who uh, can say that. And Ray Dittinger is, is one of those few. Wow. You know, I just saw Jim the other day. Uh, Jim received the Cardinal Foley Award uh, for Excellence in Communications from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, and I went to the luncheon. Uh, it was at the St. Charles Seminary. So I was with Jim just the other day, and um, you didn't say anything about calling in today. Was this meant to be a surprise? <laughs> that was, you, kept, you kept the secret very well. No, they just asked me that five minutes ago. So oh, okay. That, now that makes more sense. That's not true. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, Ray, um, I was going to invite you to be uh, a member of my uh, uh, soon-to-be-has-beens club, but okay. uh, it, it occurred to me that with the book and, of course, with Tommy and me, you're never going to be a has-been. You're, you're just starting out uh, or in the midst of um, really an extraordinary journey. Uh, and, and for people who don't know about Tommy and me, boy, they should, and and the fact that you're going into Hershey this year in a huge theater, I keep telling you that, uh, you know, the Broadhurst Theater on Broadway, you know, is, is your next destination. <laughs> uh, you keep saying, no, no, we're never going to Broadway. I'm not so sure that's true. Wow. <laughs> well, that's nice of you to say, Jim. I'm, I, I am extremely excited about taking Tommy and me to Hershey, because Hershey is where that story all began. So to, to, to bring it back to where I literally met Tommy McDonald for the first time and carried his helmet for the first time, uh, to actually be able to go back there and present that story to the audience in Hershey, to me, is, is really going to be a highlight. I'm really looking forward to that. We'll, we'll be doing that in August. Hey, Jim. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, go Glenn. Yeah. No, go well, ahead. Um, you were uh, very graciously a guest uh, on our Tell Us Your Story feature, oh, what, about six months ago, I'm guessing, something like that, mm -hmm. soon, very soon after you announced your plans to retire. And, and you have not done a lot of interviews uh, during your more than four decades as a leader in this town, uh, but you were very nice to give it to us, and I think at the time you said that you did it because you have so much respect for Ray. That that accurate? Uh, yeah, not to suggest that I don't have uh, enormous respect for you, Glenn. That's okay. <laughs> I've been listening to you forever, and you know, and and you're special. Uh, yes, I have, you know, tremendous journalistic and and sort of from a, a standpoint of civility and humanity, respect for Ray Dittinger. I've been watching him forever on the Eagles, you know, post game shows, and uh, from a journalistic standpoint, I have. 
great admiration for his ability to be a dispassionate um, uh, uh, analyzer, if you will, of of something that you know is almost primal in this in this city. And obviously, Ray has as much um, emotional investment in the Eagles' success as anybody whom we know. But he has this ability to sit there uh, without uh, too much emotion, or or um, uh, he, he doesn't portray his his emotional investment and tells you what he thinks the Eagles have done well and what they have done poorly, and. Uh, you know, that, that comes after decades of professional journalistic experience. But, you know, he brings to that show or has brought to that show, you know, a bit of, uh, of calm and, and dispassion amid, you know, what is such an emotional experience and everybody else is portraying such emotion and, and either jubilation or, or despair. And there's Ray sort of just explaining um, in his inimitable way what happened. And, you know, as, as a journalist, I have great admiration for that. Can I say one thing here, guys? Um, mm-hmm. I, you have absolutely no reason to remember that my older son, Josh, and I called into your show as, uh, as listeners about 20 years ago. I don't... It's somewhere in that area. No, yeah. no, we, no, we no, had... no. I, I remember it very well because we weren't sure that it was you at first. We thought it was a poseur. <laughs> we saw that a couple, it came up on our screen. Jim Gardner's on the line. I said, oh, yeah, sure, right. Jim Gardner's calling our show. But it was the topic of the day. It was the eve of an Eagles-Cowboys game. And you and I rolled out that old chestnut about what's your favorite, what, give me a great memory of an Eagles-Cowboys ah. game in the past. And you, and I still remember what you said. You said it was the James Willis interception uh, down in Texas with the lateral to Troy Vincent that turned into a 103-yard touchdown. And uh, as soon as you started to talk, I recognized your voice, and we knew the call was legit. But that's what you were calling in about. It was appropriately you were calling in about the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry, which is a very fertile subject in this town. So that's amazing because I asked Josh, who, by the way, I think is in his car driving down from Connecticut to join us with his wife, Caitlin, and his son, Henry, on, uh, for the Memorial Day weekend. And uh, I think he's probably listening. Uh, and I had asked him the other day, uh, do you remember why we called? What was, what was the reason why we called? And he said, Dad, I used to remember. I used to know. But... At 34, I have forgotten. It's unbelievable. Ray never forgets. Ray never forgets. It it is. No, I didn't. Uh, But Ray Ray has a steel trap mind, Jim. That to this day is it's amazing, uh, and it's I, I don't know what he's going to do with it in retirement. I'm going to have to call him to remember things that I forget. I know that much. Exactly, um, Jim. We are losing legends in this town. Well, we're not losing legends. We're losing legends on the public airwaves. I know that you're going to stick around and enjoy your life, but we're we are going to miss you. You have been a treasure for more than four decades, and and we're going to miss you and. Uh, I want to wish you all the best, and Ray, I'll kind of give you the last word here. For sure, and it was great to it was great to see you um, at the at the seminary the other day. Uh, it was great to see you receive the award, and it was lovely to meet your wife Amy. I had uh, I had heard you talk about her, but I had never had the opportunity to meet her and and her parents uh, until that day. So all in all, it was a great experience, and it's always great to spend time with you. Thanks, Jim. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad that you got to meet my uh, 
my son Jesse too. I, he he met you in a parking lot a few years ago, and yep. he was just thrilled to to be able to to meet you again, guys. Thank you so much, Ray Didinger. You are a, a treasure to to the Philadelphia area, and uh, you know, uh, as a as a consumer of of news, I'm going to miss you. But we've become a bit of you know a bit of a friend right. uh, in the in the last short time, and that has been my pleasure and honor. And I hope we can continue to be that way. For sure, count on it, Jim. Right, thank you, thank Jim. You. Take care. Thanks, be well. Guys. All right, we'll talk Bye. to you soon. Wow, you, you and Jim and. Uh, uh, Jay Wright going to hang around at McDonald's, get coffee, 6.30 in the morning. That's <laughs> what retired guys do, right? Yeah, what else do we have to do? There you go. <laughs> uh, Howard Eskin just wrapped up his show. I know, uh, Howard, you were on with Ray uh, toward the end, but wanted to give you the opportunity as uh, we're asking everybody to kind of maybe give a memory with Ray that you have and uh, wish him well. You know, there's so many of them. There's so many memories because we were around each other so much. I remember, and I'll say this <clears throat> with all love in my heart, Ray was probably the last one out of the press box because he always rewrote and rewrote and re <laughs> rewrote uh, his stories. Am I right, Ray? 100% right. Yeah. I was the last guy out of the press box every bloody night. And I was always there late and would always see Ray there. And it doesn't matter what press box it was. It was, it was a lot of them. And... Um, you always remember, you go back and remember people like that. Uh, by the way, I remember the James Willis interception. I was standing in the end zone because <laughs> it was towards the end of the game. Uh, but there's so many things that you can't, you can't process in a short period of time over Rays. So I've been covering sports here basically since 75, 76. So that's a lot of years. Yeah, so you're, so you're, you're trying to process a lot of things that you've seen and done with Ray. And I, was, uh, I know I'd have fun with Ray and uh, the fun I would have. And I mentioned it. And you're allowed one mistake. Can I, can I mention? Yeah. Go I got to hit a break in two minutes, so okay. tell it fast. Cade McNown. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> Over still hear Donovan about McNabb. I still yeah, – and I'll own it. I'll own it. I said I it. It was uh, – I looking at that quarterback crop that was coming out, and I said the best quarterback in this class is going to be Cade McNabb. <laughs> <laughs> I said Donovan McNabb – I mean, he, he can play in the league, but no, if I had to, if I had to pick, it would be Cade McNabb. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it's – but we've had fun. I don't know who named you the godfather of football, but I know after that moment I said he's got to be the godfather of football. I give the credit to Ike Reese. Ike, Ike's the first yeah. one that called me that. Uh, so, uh, but it's, I will say this, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And it's great. Why am I, why am I emotional? Wow, Howard, never it's, saw you uh, choked up there before. It's, it's great to be here on this day. And I'll never say goodbye. All I'll say is I'll see you later. All right. Good and enough. enjoy the rest of your life. Thanks, Howard. Howard thank I appreciate that. Thanks. Take care of yourself, Howard. Yeah. All right. Speedy recovery. <laughs> He's Ray Dinger. I'm Glenn Macnow. It is a special show. We are at the WIP studios uh, surrounded by friends and coworkers. And, Ray, your beautiful family is here. That, that's, I, I see all four of your grandkids here, mm -hmm. your kids, your, your, your in-laws, your wife. Really nice. It really is. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, it's been a wonderful time. It really has. It's going to be a fun day. we got more surprises coming up. Ray and Glenn.
94 WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Go Birds. <laughs> when, was, when was that? <laughs> I don't know. Was that me? <laughs> that was you. Hold on a second. Moshe, play that again. I want to hear that again. Go Birds. Wow. Could you have said it with less conviction? <laughs> I was obviously saying it under duress. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying. It sounds like a hostage video, doesn't it? I, I'm trying to remember the circumstances under which I said that. It was. It was obviously some kind of a station promotion that we all kind of had to say that into the camera or something. That's. It's not something. For one thing. Well, you've never been much of a cheerleader. That we know and that we appreciate. Well, here's the other part. I never use the term birds. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean. People listen to this show, you can never go back in a tape and ever find me calling the Eagles the birds. Never, ever, 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 ever. Because it's not their name. It's not their name. They're the Eagles. They're not the birds. If you want to name them the birds, you should have named them the birds in 1933 when you created the franchise. They're not the birds. They're the Eagles. And it always, and I know it's, (laughs) I feel, I I, I just, people in the city refer to them all the time as the birds. In fact, one person who, used, who calls them the birds all the time, in fact, more than he calls them the eagles, is Governor Rendell. Yeah. I mean, every time he refers to the team, it's, it's, it's the birds. And I always, have to call, I always have to sort of stop myself from saying, they're not the birds. They're the eagles. Yeah. <laughs> I can say it to some people, but you can't say it to the governor. See my grandson over there? I see him. He's having a blast. <laughs> He's having a very good time. Well, Ray, we'll find out how else somebody thinks about it. Uh, our pal Mike Quick is here, too, is, is here on the phones to wish his best. Mike, do you uh, have a uh, – you ever call in the birds on the air? <laughs> um, I don't know, but I know Ray sounded very uncomfortable calling them the birds. <laughs> 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 Sound like it was a very uncomfortable read. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you, you could certainly hear that, couldn't you, Mike? Yeah. Well, hey, Mike, man. go ahead. You go ahead. I'm just, I'm just happy that I can chime in today just to wish you well and just tell you how much I've appreciated you over the years because um, you're the guy to me. And when I think of Ray Diddy, I, if there's one word that comes to mind, it's respect. Because I respect so much the work that you do. Um, I didn't really know. When I was a player in the league, um, you didn't really pay attention to all of the people. But as I got out of football and got into doing what I'm doing now, I certainly gained the respect for you. And, um, you know, this hour of talk radio, I always tried to catch. When you and Glenn were on from 10 to 1, I, that that was my time to try, especially during the season, because I didn't have the legal pads like you, but I always <laughs> had my notes. And I could always pick a, pick a little nugget from listening to you on Saturdays, something that I could use, something that in my research that I didn't find that uh, I could add to my preparation for games. Um, yeah, man, you're the guy. Well, gee, that that coming from you, um, coming from you, that's that's uh, very meaningful, Mike, because I had um, utmost respect for you uh, as a player. You're one of the best receivers I ever saw, uh, and, uh, and and a total pro, uh, a guy that. Uh, that uh, every every practice, every game, I mean, you you showed up prepared and ready to go. And uh, I've often said this, and I think it's true. I, I think that uh, if the if injuries hadn't shortened your career by a couple of years, we would all be going out to Canton to see you get enshrined. I mean, I I, I mean, you were yeah. that great a you were that great a player, and I'm I'm so glad you chose to stay in this area, uh, and I'm so glad that you've maintained the visibility and accessibility that you have to the fans to become such a great partner with Merrill all these years. It's it's great to still have you in the game, and and I've I've really really cherished our friendship. Well, I do I do appreciate that, and I just feel very fortunate that our time. Uh, in Philadelphia, and covering this team has overlapped because it's it's greatly enriched enriched me. Ray, I want to uh, ask you because uh, I didn't get to see the beginning of Mike's career. I saw the uh, the great middle and the end. Tell us about Mike Quick when you first saw him come in as a uh, as a first round draft pick. Yeah, f- special player, and and um, I think I think everybody. Well, Mike has, has told the story, and I know I've told the story multiple times about how he came to be an Eagle, was that um, the Dick Vermeil wanted to draft a receiver from Clemson named Perry Tuttle, and uh, the Buffalo Bills traded up ahead of the Eagles uh, and took Perry Tuttle, and uh, the Eagles were up next, and I know Dick was, Dick was saying, oh, Perry Tuttle was the guy we wanted, but okay, the, number, the next guy on our board is Mike Quick, we'll take Mike Quick. And obviously, <laughs> the NFL and, and uh, people have long since forgotten about Perry Tuttle, uh, but they're never going to forget about Mike Quick. And when he came in right away, I'm, I remember thinking, man, this guy is really good, you know, uh, and, uh, and it was obvious right away. And he, he formed a really good partnership with, uh, with Ron Jaworski and then again with Randall Cunningham. And over, you know, great players really establish themselves over time. You know, everybody can. You know, everybody can kind of have a good year or a couple of good years. But to be a really great player over the period of time, the Mike Quick was. Uh, that's that's the measure of true greatness. And in, and in addition to being what he was on the field, he was a total gentleman, 
total gentleman off the field. I, um, you know, when I talk about my favorite players, the favorite people I dealt with in this franchise over time, um, it's a it's a long list, but there are a few that sit right at the top, and Mike Quick is certainly one of those guys. I just want to get one of the legal pads. When you're all done, you know, you have you have these like storage rooms filled. I'm sure with these legal pads. I just want one, and it doesn't have to say much. You can just have a little scribble in your name on it. Do you have the Mike Quick draft report? I, I, I still have your scouting report. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think that should be framed and hanging in Mike's. I, I was going to say the paper's yellowed by now, but it was yellow when it started. So, but, it, but it's, but it's, but it's kind of dog-eared and a little, it's a little scratched over, and there might be, there might be a Coca-Cola stain in the corners. But, uh, yeah, I still have your scouting report. That's awesome. <laughs> I would just love to see that. <laughs> I gave Barrett Brooks his, and he's got it framed at home. Now you don't have to oh, frame it, right? Mike. You, yeah, you don't, you don't have to frame it. Yeah, just keep it in the desk drawer. But I, I but oh, I will, I, would, I will make a point of getting it to you. I would love to have. Wow. That. By the way, I'm, I'm assuming it was pretty glowing. Oh, it was totally glowing. Yeah, yeah. I, Mike was, Mike was a great player in college. He really was. I mean, and, and actually, in, in terms of the grades, I had my grade at higher than Perry Tuttle, but, uh, but Dick Vermeule didn't. But, it, but <laughs> no. hey, all's, all's, all's well that ends well. You know, Mike Quick wound up coming to the Philadelphia and became one of the great players in the history of this franchise. Well, Ray, I'm, uh, you know, I'm uh, newly, well, sec- I have my second grandbaby now, so I understand the sentiment of uh, getting the chance to spend more time with your grandkids because uh, I just love every minute that I have with, with my two granddaughters, so... Um, man, best of luck to you in this next chapter in your life and all that you do. And I, I know you're, you're going to still be a presence here. Um, and I know that the, the Tommy and me thing is going to keep you moving forever. And, and I'm happy that I got a chance to see that. Um, and heck, I may even have to go out to see it. But is it just going to three days out there? It's, uh, it's going to be three days in Hershey. Yeah, it's going to be the 18th, 19th, and 20th. And uh, would love to have you come out. Ross Tucker... Russ Tucker's coming, and he's going to be the uh, Q&A host on Thursday night. I know you, the Eagles play um, on Sunday that week. They play in Cleveland on Sunday that week, so um, they'll be traveling on Saturday. But if you can come out Thursday or Friday, we'd love to have you. Absolutely. Mike? Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to miss this opportunity. It's a golf day for me, but I didn't want to miss this opportunity to just say, uh, I really appreciate you, and, man, love what you've done with your career and, and much respect. Thanks, Mike. Right back at Ray, you. you rank above golf with Mike Quick today. That's pretty special. <laughs> no, that's... All right, Mike, you can go hit him. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good right. day. All Thank right. you, Mike. Thank you so much. There you go. The great Mike Quick. Special, Ray, it is a special, uh, special guy. That we guy. are going to have some special people calling. And since we're here, you never know, Ray, who may show up today to wish you the best. Look at that. Ray, who's in the house? Oh, my God, the Philly fanatic. The fanatic is here. The fanatic is bowing down, Ray, in respect. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. How about that? Can we? Let's. There you go. There you go. Let's see if we can get him on mic. Oh, yeah, he doesn't ever have much to say. But uh, to broadcast, he is engulfed Ray's head in his snout. <laughs> Apparently, it didn't taste all that well. But he is here with us. The fanatic, he puts it on. Fanatic, so nice of you to join us today. Uh, you've watched Ray whole, Ray's whole career. You must have tremendous respect for the work he has done. Right? Yes. <laughs> i got to read the signals. Yes, he does. He's a good talker, and he's, he's a good writer. Yeah, he's a good writer. Uh, he's good on camera. Good, yeah, there you go. 
Oh, gosh, my, my grandson is delighted with Fnatic. How about that? I think he's suggesting I don't use a cell phone. Oh, he has no cell phone. <laughs> that, that is, that is, that is, <laughs> he is, he's kind of a man of the past. But Fnatic, you, you look great. Uh, we're delighted that you're here uh, and that you've come to, uh, to wish Ray well. There you go. Thank you so much. There you go, Ray. The Fnatic. Wishing all the best. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna grab a picture or two with him. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking and we're gonna go to a guest. Fanatic, it is great it is great to see you. But Ray, somebody else is calling in. Uh, an old running mate of yours. You got oh, you got the headphones on. Uh, your pal Bill Bradley from back in the wild man days of uh, yours. Uh, no more. Bill, I I am told that you and Ray back uh, in, during your heyday with the Eagles used to close some bars downtown. Is that correct? Uh. I'm might have happened a couple of times. I can't remember. It's <laughs> 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 a possibility. <laughs> well, these were back in South in Philly and in the in the in in, in in Center City and South Philly. Well, these were back in the days when 1970, when I first started covering the team, uh, and Bill was only in his second year. So we were. Uh, Billy and I were the same age, uh, and we had similar tastes in music, we had similar tastes in movies, we had similar tastes in uh, um, uh, women, I suppose, and uh, so, uh, so, we would, so, we, so we would occasionally uh, go out on the town now and again. Wow. <laughs> Who was playing well, wingman? Oh no, B B Billy was Billy was way ahead of me. Billy Billy oh, was yeah right. No, Billy Billy was Billy was very strong. Billy played the, the I'm just a poor I'm poor little boy from Texas up here in the big city, and that worked all the time. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I have to admit, Ray Ray sometimes was a great front man for that. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so Ray, so let me see if I got this right. Ray was, and Ray was very good looking back in the day. I think we can we can agree on that, right? And Ray kind of uh, brought the. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's okay. handsome. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and he kind of brought the sincerity, innocent guy thing, and you used that. Well, we don't need to go further. <laughs> no, Bill was. Um, I like Bill and I. We went out. We, we, we went out a lot. I mean, Billy lived. Billy lived downtown. Billy was living downtown at the time. Uh, he was living in what was then, what was what was then called the Ben Franklin Hotel. It's right. It's right like around Eighth and Market Streets. And so he had the whole sort of city at his feet. And he was and and listen, Bill was a was a great player. I mean, he was he was a, he was an all pro player on a team that wasn't very good. So the best thing happening football wise in Philadelphia was pretty much watching Bill Bradley intercept passes. And I got to and I got to hang out with him at night. It was really fun. Uh, that's so great. That's great. That's great. Well, Bill. Well, the best, uh, the go best ahead. Thing about Ray, the best thing about Ray is you could trust him. Yes. And he yes. was he was always first class about things and knew how to tell stories without incriminating anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ray. Any thoughts? No. Well, um, I. I Back back in those days, the you, you, we as reporters had a lot better access to the players than the, than the press does today. Locker room isn't even open anymore. Uh, back in those days, we we practically lived in that locker room, so we got to know these guys, and you know, and I built up relationships with some of these guys, and you know, they would tell me things, but they'd say, "Hey, listen, I'll tell you, but that's off the record." And I always respected that. I never violated the trust of a player. If he told me something, look, you should probably know this, but don't quote me on it. 
I honored that. And for that, for that reason, I tended to have a pretty good relationship with most of the guys. And, you know, the, the relationship I had with Billy was really special because it was, it was really good professionally, but we also, had a, we also had a relationship that went off the field that was really a lot of fun. That is great. Bill, I'll give you a last word before i got to hit a break here. You got it. Oh, you're talking right. to me to say something last. Like <laughs> All right, no, no problem. That's not, the, that's not the first time me and, and some of my cronies have come in so far in last that it doesn't matter. <laughs> Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I know I appreciate really, it. Let me just say this. Ray is one of the nicest and the best friends, uh, along with being a good human being. And, and his, his tenure there and my tenure there was just fantastic for me. And... Uh, like Ray said, we did live in Center City and around Rittenhouse Square and 22nd and Spruce and, and all over the place. And the Ben Franklin Hotel. I happened to live there at that point in time with another player. I picked him up at the airport when he was drafted in the first round by the Eagles. His name was Jerry Sizemore, and we're still great friends today. And I just want to say Ray is just one of the best human beings that I've ever come across in sports, period, whether it be a player, an interviewer, or a friend. That's great. Thank Bill. you, Billy. I, I love you, man. Take care. Thank you so much. Well, there you go. That's nice. He was a great nice. guy. He was a great guy, and he, and he was one hell of a football player. All right. You get a little choked up with these, right? I see it. Yeah, well, I'm, who, it's a little hard not to. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's take a break. You gather your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Have somebody on site who wants to say hi to you. Okay. It's Ray Dinger and Glenn Mack now. Uh, Ray and I are together today and tomorrow, and uh, today is, uh, is a festive party, which is why you're, uh, you're laughing. <laughs> it sure, sure became a party when the Fanatic showed up. Yes, it did. That was great. Uh, Ray and Glenn on 94 WIP. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hi, Ray Didiger. We've already said a lot about how much we love you, but we wanted to say it one more time. Thank you for all the great years of service to WIP and to our show. Now here's Rhea and Al. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. I'm already missing you because now I have to figure out who I'm going to get as brilliant every Monday at 7 a.m. after an Eagles game, and I know it's going to be difficult. Love you. Have a great retirement. Thanks, Ray. They told me you're retiring. When did this happen? <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Good luck in the next in your next career here, which I think will be great. Ray, congratulations. <laughs> well, that's nice. Somebody told Al. <laughs> the uh, the morning crew signed a retirement card. Best wishes, happy retirement card for me. Jonesy signed it, and take Al with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray, we have a special guest right here. Uh, Fran Dunphy, who is, gosh, now the coach of LaSalle men's basketball, uh, completing his lifelong tour of the Big Five. Uh, and this is, uh, this is special, I know, for you and it's special for me because, Ray, you're such a huge Big Five fan and have always been. And, I mean, you, you knew Fran when he played. I sure do. Um, I, was, um, I was working at the Bulletin then. I had just... Uh, Graduated from Temple, and I was new to the Bulletin, and um, that was when the uh, they had they had a great team at LaSalle. They had a great, great team at LaSalle. I mean, I know Villanova's won their national championships, uh, and St. Joe's had some great years under Jack Ramsey. Um, but there are people, long, long, long time uh, Big Five fans, who will tell you the best team that ever played in the city was the LaSalle team that Fran Dunphy was on. I think they were 23-1, and uh, but because uh, they were suspended by the NCAA, they were not allowed to go to the postseason tournament. But they were, they, were a, they were a fun team to watch, and they were a great team. And Fran Dunphy was a big part of it. Fran, give us uh, kind of, you know, when, when you uh, first met Ray uh, and maybe a, a sense of your relationship uh, over the years with the great Ray Didinger. Uh, well, we go back pretty far. Uh, Hold on, we got to get Fran's mic on. Okay, uh, go ahead. We go back pretty far, actually. My father took my brother and I to Ray's Tavern uh, on a bus Is that uh, right? for the Eagles game to go watch Adrian Burke and Pete Pihos and with a whole bag full of peanuts and maybe a, uh, a wetted-down hoagie from the oily oil that was hanging out there. So that's how far back we go in southwest Philly. You were one of the Ray's bar crew. I, I mean, I was a young kid. Did you know this? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have talked about this a little bit. And then uh, a few years back when Tommy and me got started, Ray was nice enough to, to ask me to be on one of those uh, post-play uh, analysis, which was awesome for me to do that and talk about the, the Eagles and his relationship with Tommy McDonald. And, uh, and then I, I made mention to Ray, he, he wrote a piece on his grandfather, and the last line of, of that piece is, is, is about as emotional as I get. And he talked about his grandfather and what he meant to him. And so 
Those kinds of exchanges are the things that I remember about Ray Didinger and always will uh, because of his humanity, his empathy, his character, and his integrity. He's had an unbelievable career, and I'm happy to, be a, happy to have been in the same city and watch it grow and, and blossom and be as uh, good as it could possibly be. Fran and I... Um well, we go. We do go way back. We do go way back. We do go back to Woodland Avenue and Ray's Tavern and the bus rides to the stadium. Uh, and Fran and I have very similar roots at Franklin Field. I mean, he was a double E section double E guy, same as we were. So we have all that history. Uh, and then I had the opportunity to cover him as a player, and he was a really good player, really good player. I mean, he was the. He doesn't talk about it, but I mean, he was the MVP of the Quaker City tournament. I mean, it was. I mean, he was that good a player, uh, and a part of a great team at Villain at LaSalle. Uh, and then has gone on to become the winningest coach in the history of the Big Five. But we actually played football against each other. We actually played Get football. No, we did. We played football well, against I want, each other. I want Fran to go first on this. This yeah? is the Delco Rough Touch League that we, we toiled in for a few years, and, and it was just great fun. After a, a crazy Friday night, early Saturday morning, guys getting the testosterone on, and it was, it was just tremendous. We had a great time. Can I get a scouting report on this guy? He was, a, he was an outstanding rusher, as I recall. That's what I recall. Yeah, then Delco League, they switched me to defense. <laughs> they made me. I was, sort of, I was sort of Jason Babin before Jason Babin. <laughs> Didn't pay much attention to the run, just went no. after the quarterback. No, but Dunf, but Dunf played, and, and he's right. All the games were played on Saturday mornings. The guys were either drunk or half hungover. Uh, and it was, gave you an advantage. It gave me a big advantage, at least initially. I was the one sober person on the field. Um, but, it, I mean, it was, I mean it, when they called it rough touch, it Fran, was, it, was, it was rough touch. I broke and, my jaw. And Fran, Fran got his jaw broken in that league. Is that right? Yeah. Not one of my proudest moments. Wow. Okay. And so, Ray, you have, you know, obviously over the last few decades, as Fran went on to excel as a coach locally, you had the opportunity to write about that uh, because, as I said earlier, you always cared deeply about the Big Five. Loved it. Loved it. I, um, I mean, it was, and you talked to almost any sports fan in this city that has any kind of history. Um, one of the things, one of the best things about being a sports fan in Philadelphia, and I guarantee you, somebody right near the top will set off Saturday doubleheaders at the Palestra. I mean, it was it was it was magical. You walked into that building, you never knew who was going to be playing. It was uh, it was great. I mean, sometimes they usually one of them was a Big Five game, and then the other one might be the you know the first game might be, you know, Villanova St. John's or or, or LaSalle Niagara. I mean, they were really really good games, and there was usually a Big Five component to it. And the place was packed, and it was rocking, and they had the rollouts, and they had the confetti and the streamers. Uh, and it was, you know, I mean, it, and it wasn't just a Philly thing. I mean, we kind of cling it, we kind of hold it precious to us because it was. But you talk to national basketball writers, national basketball people, they will tell you that the Palestra was a special place. And that was a special era of basketball in this city. And, you know, and Fran was, was a big part of it. He was a big part of it as a player. Uh, and then, uh, you know, his career as a coach, starting out as an assistant and working his way up. And now, how fitting that at this point in his life, he goes back to the place where it all started, LaSalle. Yeah, I'm, I'm just appreciative of Ray's feeling about it. And, and it's, that's a lot of what uh, the, the Philadelphia sports writers were all about. And they all treated us so well, either as a player or as a coach. And uh, he's, he's from that school of thought that you, you respect people first. And, and that's what, why it was so successful, I think, the, the relationships that we all had. So, and even in those days when it wasn't filled, when it wasn't filled you thought it was because the action was great. And the, the sounds were great, the streamers were great, all those things. So. 
I'll Fran, tell you, I'll tell you what, what, a, what a special guy Fran is. When he was coaching at Penn, I mean, he like literally had the keys to the palestra, okay? He, he literally had the keys to the palestra. And we in the media, the, the sports media, we used to have pickup basketball games. And we would play every Wednesday uh, at lunchtime, we'd pick up basketball. And Fran would schedule the Penn practices around our pickup games. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's the varsity coach at Penn. That's his gym. But it was always like, no, no, we'll, no, we'll practice. We'll either practice before or we'll practice after. But you guys, that hour, that's yours. I mean, that. I mean, who else does that, right? Yeah, that's great, uh, Fran. Let's let's wrap with um, kind of your thoughts on the legacy that Ray Dinger has here in Philadelphia. Well, just the class and dignity that he carried himself with, and the, and obviously the the things that he wrote were impeccable but they were always respectful and that's the thing that I will always remember and and that's why I love the guy and, and loved his work and, and appreciate who he is for his humanity it's as good as it gets pretty nice Fran Dunphy we wish you uh, all the best and continued success in his races you're you're a mensch you're a hell of a guy and it's I, I appreciate that you came down for this I know you have a busy schedule and um it's great to see you. Yeah, well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All the best, Ray. All right. Good luck for you. Good thanks. luck to you. All right. We are going to take again. a break here. we got two hours left of this, Ray. You going to be able to handle all this adulation? I don't know. All right. Anyway. Special I made it through one hour. That's some, more than I thought. Some special guests coming up in the second hour. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Hi, everyone, and thank you, Ray. It's Yuki Washington, and I've been given 60 seconds to be part of the thousands wishing you well and thanking you, my man, for simply being you. A true gentleman, an amazing journalist and broadcaster, and a dear friend to us all. You are and always will be part of our Philly sports family. A voice of reason, a man of truth, a man so incredibly dedicated to his craft. And my friend, you made it look so easy, and you made us all comfortable in the process. And I certainly trusted the process, pun intended, when I came home in 86 and shortly thereafter had the opportunity to work with and beside you. On air at Channel 3 with our friends Lou Tilly, Mike Barkan, and the late Tommy Brookshire. I was always so impressed with your preparation and the love of what you did and how you did it. And that never changed over the years. I heard and saw your retirement announcement and like you, I was moved. It's hard to leave something you love. But to make it a little easier, keep in mind that you are loved by all and we thank you. Hey Hall of Famer, my one minute and change may be up, but know the mark you left on me, your co-workers, listeners, and viewers will last a lifetime. May the next phase be your best phase. Take care, my brother. Thank you again. We'll see you down the road. Wow. The great Yuki Washington. The great Yuki. You're talking about, he says, I made it look easy? <laughs> no, no. He makes it look easy. He's, you know, there are some people that whatever they do, they're, they're, they're just a natural. You just say, oh, he's a natural. You see athletes that are like that sometimes, and Yuki's a total natural. I mean, he's and a really, really good dude besides. I mean, what, what you see on camera, that likability, that's who he is. He's a great, great fellow. He is a terrific guy. Uh, this Week in Philadelphia Sports History is brought to you by Shy Vintage Sports, where there's a story in every stitch. Check out their throwback apparel at their Center City location or shybesports.com. Ray, Shibe Sports came with a gift for you today. Oh, how about that? What do I have here? <laughs> it is a T-shirt that says... That says, <laughs> oh, 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 not too many folks here know this. The Philadelphia Ramblers. <laughs> that, was, that was the minor league, Eastern Hockey League team 
well, Anthony, Anthony knows who they are, the, that played here in the 1950s. And I've always kidded the guys at Scheib Sports. They're, you know, they're all about nostalgia. They're all about the past. And, and I said, you really need to start stocking up on some Rambler paraphernalia. Well, this there is a start. Is. Special for you. Yeah, I agree. You've always been a hockey guy. Ray, you and I do this show every weekend. We have done it for 21 years. And um, the guys who really help us and really make it work are the guys who work as producers. And I wanted to make sure that we did a segment today uh, and invited a, a, all of the producers to come and be part of it. Um, and I know some want to speak. Kevin and Keenan is here and Dan Wilson and Turtle. Uh, Jack Fritz is here, Kyle Quinn is here, Tom Kelly, um, Dave Breitmeyer, who is actually producing the show, Moshe Beck in the studio producing the show, and Anthony Sanfilippo, who um, has gone on to become a major podcaster in this town and uh, and known nationally uh, with the, uh, damn it, Anthony, I'm forgetting the name of the podcast. Thanks, Glenn. Snow, Snow the, the Goalie. Goalie. Snow, Snow the Goalie. Goalie. Snow the Goalie it's podcast. Really popular. Thanks. I listen to it all the time. Uh, and, by the way, is a great theatrical producer, having made me a director, having made me look good once or twice. Um, but he was producing, he produced my show with Jody back in the day, and I didn't know he produced you and Don McKee, and he wanted to share a story from back then. Yeah, and the story I wanted to share with, share with everybody, Ray, is um, this was the first show that I was doing as a remote producer by myself. I had just finished training. Um, and this was the first time I was on my own. And I was really excited to meet you because I had, I had read, been reading you for so long. And I was getting ready to come in and talk. We were going to talk Eagles draft, 1998. I want to tell you how much the Eagles should have drafted Randy Moss. That's, that was my guy that I wanted them to draft that year. They drafted Trey Thomas. Anyway, we get there. And, of course, as, is, as was the case with many remotes back then, we were having connectivity problems. Um, and I didn't really get a chance to introduce myself to you. Uh, but so at the start of the show was kind of was kind of hectic, and then we just kind of sat down at the table. But as you remember, Don was a guy who always had his donuts. But in this one particular location, um, they had a hot dog cart, mm -hmm. and and Don would get up at the first he got at the first break he got up went over got himself a hot dog, came back second break got up went over and got himself another hot dog, third break went over got himself a th another hot dog. Now at the <laughs> time, Don McKee had uh, the Don McKee chain, if you remember correctly, and, and yep. the promotions department would, would say to the producers, make sure you bring them so we can hand them out to people. And so someone come up, comes, up, comes up to the table during the third break, and I, we still haven't said a word to each other, and I hand out the keychain to somebody, and then we're waiting there during a commercial break, and you look over at me and you go, I wouldn't give out any more of those if I were you. <laughs> and I was stunned. I was like, why? And, and you said, you're probably going to have to link a bunch of them together to make him a set of suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never forget that. That was my introduction to Ray Dininger, was you telling me to link together Don McKee chains so that Don could get home safe without his pants falling down that, from eating all those hot dogs. The wry sense of humor coming out of Ray, <laughs> and sometimes sarcastic. You, you, it, was, it was always great. I actually do remember that. Is that right? <laughs> I actually do. I remember that remote, and I remember that moment. Uh, we we did a lot of remotes over the years. Some places we really liked. Yep. Some places... We weren't so crazy about. Less so. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and worked with a lot of producers. I know Tommy Kelly is here, and Tommy now does uh, a lot of shows here at WIP and does a great job. A highlight of our show, actually, is we would just, what would we do? The Tom Kelly rant. Right. We would turn, we, Tom had much more vinegar in his veins than we did. Yes. And we'd, we'd go in, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's, uh, Chip Kelly, boy, that was disappointing. <laughs> And Tommy'd be throwing papers in the air, like, are you kidding me? I'd, you, I'd rather you tell it than me. No, Tom was really good at that. I mean, you and I, you know, and look, that was sort of my calling card, was just being the very measured, 
don't get too carried away kind of guy. That was sort of what I understood. That was my role. Tommy, not so much. I mean, certain things just set Tommy off. And, you know, Chip Kelly, the Chip Kelly era towards the end, for sure. Uh, and whenever we wanted a real dash of spice, whenever we wanted some real emotion, we would we would throw it to him for what we called the Tom Kelly rant. And he never disappointed. Right, would you say, Tom, you got two minutes, go. Go. And he would be in fifth gear, right? He'd zero to 100 in about a half a second. We would just let it go. It was great. It was great, Tommy. Well, I mean, Ray Wentz meant so much to me because most guys, you're interning here, you're producing. The end goal is you want to get on the air, but you don't know if you really have the ability to do that. You don't know if the stuff you're doing is funny or good or anything. But, like, if I look over and I'm doing my rants and Ray's laughing and Ray thinks it's good, it's like that gives you all the self-confidence in the world. That meant so much to me. And just being out on remotes in Delaware Park was how many Saturday mornings did the three of us just spend there at Delaware Park and we had, you know, nicknames for the certain people that would come up, <laughs> yes, the lurker, as Ray remembers, yeah. and yeah. our buddy Cliff who would come up to us all the time down oh, at Delaware yeah. Park. And what's amazing Ray, what's to me – what's the name of the guy who always had a, a little bit of spittle that would go between his upper and lower lip? Jack. Yes, that's <laughs> As he would right talk, away. and we would just sit there thinking, like, is that spittle going to fall off, or is it just going to keep traveling? But what's amazing to me is, like, 1 o'clock would hit, and you'd think, like, you guys want to run out the door. I'd spend a half hour breaking down the remote. Ray'd still be there at one thirty, answering questions for everyone to come up. Didn't want to shortchange anybody to a point where I felt bad. Like, I'm going out to load up the truck. Ray's still in there answering questions for people and treated everybody the same. It didn't matter with me, Andy Reid, a listener at Delaware Park, just treated everybody equally. And that's, that's uh, so rare to find. It's really nicely said. As, as you, all the producers who've done remotes know, one of my jobs was always try to get Ray out of there so he could get home to his wife. So I would be the one, and Ray, I know you told this story uh, in one of the, uh, this anecdote, one of the stories that somebody wrote there's a time when some guy's bending your ear yeah. about, like, the 1952 Eagles, yeah, right? It was, no, it was, it was actually, like, the 57 Phillies or something. Okay. Like, oh, I remember this night at Connie McStay. Dell Ennis hit this. All right, it wasn't Dell Ennis. No, wait a minute. It wasn't Dell Ennis. I think it was Dick Sissler. No, no, no. No, I think it was Rip Rapulski. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, he hits his home run, and he hit it, he hit it off Don Newcomb. No, I, wait, no, it wasn't Don Newcomb. I think it was Carl Erskine. Right, and it's going and it's going and it's going. And I see that, like, you may be here all day. Right. So I came up to you and I said, hey, Ray, don't forget. Yeah, Ray, you, you, got, you, you got that thing. You got to get to that, that thing. thing. And I said, huh? What thing? And, and he said, uh, you know, you're impossible. And he just I walked off and left me there. I give up. Uh, Kyle Quinn is here. He's yeah. been our promoter, uh, promoter our, our uh, producer in recent days. Yes. One or the other. Well, uh, yeah. So with, between you, Angelo, Jim Gardner, just tons of legends retiring in Philadelphia and all the talk that's been going on with it, my first thought was just, man, I'm jealous, honestly, because retirement sounds great. I think I have uh, just a little bit of ways to go before I'm uh, at that point. But uh, I, there's really not much that I can say that hasn't already been said um, or isn't, is news to anybody. I mean, obviously, I'm a younger guy. I'm 26. I grew up listening to you, reading you, watching you. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there who you, you see on the air, you listen to, and you think, man, they sound great, and you meet them, and they're a total you-know-what. Um, that's absolutely not the case with you at all, Ray. You don't put on any airs. You are as authentic as it gets. I think the godfather of Philadelphia sports sums it up succinctly and absolutely perfectly. Um, 
It's been it's been a real honor, and uh, I wish you all the best in your retirement, Ray. I really do. Thank you, Kyle. It's been great working with you guys too. It sure has been. All right, and uh, Kevin Keenan, who. Uh also spent a lot of days with us down in Delaware Park. A lot of days in Delaware Park, a lot of days here at uh, 2400 and uh, 4th and Market as well. But there's uh, one thing I wanted to share was, uh, as we all know famously, Ray does not have a cell phone. So social media for you is just right. a complete, complete <laughs> foreign concept. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, in your retirement, Ray, are you gonna, any chance you uh, get on social media? No. Oh, okay. well, there's that. So uh, why have I've, all these years I've been in the business and I haven't done it. Why would I start doing it now? <laughs> So on the phone, there's this app called uh, TimeHop, and I think I'm one of the last people that still have it. But you attach all your social media accounts, and on a given day, it goes back and pulls everything that you either tweeted or retweeted or posted on Facebook or whatnot. And one of the things that it's, is going to definitely be missed is when the, uh, when the alter ego of Ray would, uh, would certainly come out. And then Glenn would take to Twitter – and you know, give some of these quotes just so the masses could see them if they didn't, uh, if they weren't listening to the show. And one of them popped up this week, and I was, I screenshotted it knowing I was coming here, and I hoped more popped up, but this is the only one I have, so we're going to go with it. About a year, a uh, year and some change ago, uh, Glenn tweeted this, and I retweeted it because I thought it was a classic. Ray Dittinger on Scott Kingery. Oh well, you know, they screwed up his swing so much he couldn't get a hit at Fantasy Week. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. Yes, that was great. We'll we'll talk about Roy Moore um, because Ray's alter ego was always a highlight. Yeah. And the producers and I would see it, right? Mm -hmm. And we would know, and we would just all kind of say, like, okay, let's just sit back Wouldn't let and, let, it and let this thing roll. <laughs> and it was special. Turtle, real quick, because i got to get to another guest, but Eric Golden uh, Just simply the word genuine it comes to mind when I think of Ray. Every time he saw me, every time he sees anyone, Tom Kelly said it great. It's like the first time and the best time of his life. And for people that grew up watching and listening to him and reading him, that makes them all feel like a million bucks. And it's, it's rare to see in this world, but it's a great thing to have and a great quality to have. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I've, I have enjoyed working with all of you guys. I have been. I mean, because you guys really kind of make the shows work. Uh, and, um, you know, and some, I'm really delighted that some of you guys are getting your opportunity to be on the air and to do radio. And, uh, listen, part of the reason... Part of the reason I'm deciding to step down is I think, you know, you guys deserve that opportunity. You know, I, I really do. And uh, uh, I think you've all, I think you've been great, you've made great contributions to this station. You've certainly made great contributions to our show. Um, and I think you guys are going to go on and do great things and be really, really good. Yeah, you guys are going to be the backbone of this station moving forward. And congratulations. I, th I'm, I look forward, I look forward to being in my car listening to you. I really do. I look forward to that day. Good. Know how much we appreciate you guys, even those of you Thank who you so aren't, much. aren't aren't here anymore. We do. All right, Ray. Another special guest is checking in. Speaking of Hall of Famers, the most recent Philadelphia Eagle to get into the Hall of Fame, Harold Carmichael, wanted to wish you uh, his best. Harold, thanks so much for checking in. Oh, thank you very much, Glenn. Um, thank you both for having me on. Uh, really happy to have this opportunity to uh, wish Ray. Uh, uh, congratulations, my best wishes. The guy's one of the greatest people you ever want to meet. Um, well, you know, let me start. You know, at first, when I first came to Philly, I didn't think that. I said, I came to Philadelphia the wrong time to play in the Eagles because we were 2 11 and 1, and they were killing us. And, and I said, what, what, what did I do? <laughs> but, you know, you read, uh, read articles and 
and then you'll, you'll watch a film that, that on that uh, Monday or Tuesday, and you say, oh, that, that's what I did wrong. And he was been truthful and really, under, I understand, you know, at the beginning, I didn't understand what they were doing, but now I do. And back then, I understood, started understanding how fair Ray Dillinger were in his reporting a day after a game. Well, you made it easy, Harold. I mean, you made it easy. I mean, I understand, and I appreciated the fact that you were, you know, this was the big city for you. I mean, you were born in Jacksonville. You went to Southern. Uh, you were a small-town guy. And coming to, coming to Philadelphia as a seventh-round draft pick, you were a little overwhelmed at first. I mean, you were, a little overwhelmed I would... by, you were a little overwhelmed by the NFL. You were certainly overwhelmed by the Philadelphia media. And you just kind of had to feel, find your way. But, I mean, you were, the one thing I will say about you in, in addition to your talent and the fact that you wound up becoming the all-time leading receiver and all-time leading touchdown scorer in history of this franchise, was you were always, through good times and bad, and, and in the early years there were a lot of bad, you were always, you were always a, um, an honest stand-up guy. I mean, you never run and hid. You never pointed fingers. Uh, I mean, and that's how I knew that you were going to make it here. Because you got to have a thick skin to make it in Philadelphia. But you did in yeah. addition to all the talent. And it was, a real, it was a real pleasure for me to cover you and be around you and watch you develop into the Hall of Fame player you ultimately became. Well, thank you very much, Ray. But, you know, you, you were the man, you know, uh, you say run and hide. A few times I did want to run back in the, in the, um, in the, in the bathroom or uh, in the training room because I knew that my game wasn't really what it's supposed to have been, and I knew I was going to hear from the players. But, you know, again, I said, you, you were so fair in what you reported. And everybody, you know, that I, that, you know, I was around, they always loved you. And, you know, and, 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 and I saw what they were trying, who they were loving. And, you know, I have so much respect for you right now, and I, as I have been for, for years, and, I guess, well, you, you, you came in, you were there a little before me. And, uh, but, you know, now the, in the past, gosh, maybe 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, you've been so much of a uh, supporter for me and the foundation that I'm, in, I'm involved in for the past, I, I, it's probably 20 years, I would think. And, um, and, you know, you, your support is, but every time somebody uh, walk out of that event there, and you know, after you have done your talk, you said, "How are you guys gonna 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 top this?" And you've always been a part of that to make us top that every year. You've been special, you know. I I, I think about uh, when I was there, uh, Tommy and me, uh, about a month or so ago. Um, I remember how you started with uh, Tommy McDonald, and I remember having a kid like that with me every day. His name was Danny. And Danny would be there every day for me. And his parents told me one time that he could make it. He cried all, you know, every, all day long because he couldn't carry my helmet that day. So, you know, Tom and me, it, uh, it, it, it reminds me back in, in uh, West, I mean, I'm sorry, in Chester, when Danny used to carry my helmet. I remember that. Wow, that's nice. I remember that's that. nice. Yeah. Uh yeah, Harold had Harold had his own Tommy and me experience yeah. with a with a kid that was down at the at the, the training camp down when it was down in Widener, down in Chester when uh, when uh, Harold was brand new to the city. But what a 
you know, what a great career you had uh, and what a great legacy you left, Harold. I mean, uh, I, think every, I think you knew when, how much the people in this city, how delighted they were when you had your day at Canton. And I know I'll be seeing you in, I'll be seeing you in August when we both go out there to see, uh, see Dick Vermeil go in. I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Well, Tom, well we, we really, uh, being, that, being at the Hall of Fame for Dick Vermeil and being at the Otho Davis Scholarship Foundation, uh, it's going to be a big time. So we're going to be together a whole lot and um, uh, a whole lot more as, as, as the year comes by. Uh, He's going to have a know. lot of free time, Harold. So, you know, yeah, I know. <laughs> feel free to call on him. He's got nothing to do. So he's well, all he's, yours. He's, he's never turned us down. He's been there for us. And the same thing for me. I'm always here for you, Ray. Whatever you need me to do, or, you know, just a phone call away. Thanks, Harold. Harold, a you're pleasure. The, you're the best man. Thanks so much, man. Always Thank a pleasure. You, there you go, the great Harold. He and again for you know you talked about Mike Quick as a receiver. For those who didn't see him, um, Harold goes back a ways. For those who didn't see him, uh, give me Harold's career quickly. Um, well, he's, he's he's still he he was the tallest receiver, tallest wide receiver in NFL history at the time that he reported, and, and he still is. There's there has never been a receiver taller than Harold Carmel. He was six feet eight, uh, but it was more than that. I mean, he was a he was he would have been a great receiver at five feet eight. I mean, he just had tremendous toughness, a great pair of hands, uh, and just was had a burning desire to be a great player, and he was. And it was really fun to cover him. Hey, Shy Vintage Sports congratulates our friend Ray Dinger on a Hall of Fame journalism career and wishes him the best in his future endeavors. Ray's broadcast books and articles have enlightened Philly sports fans for over 50 years, and his events at their shop have allowed them to witness his warmth, his depth of knowledge, and his respect for all people and animals. It has been an honor to work with Ray since their opening on 13th and Walnut eight and a half years ago. On behalf of the entire Delaware Valley, Shibe Sports simply wants to say thank you. Thank you, Ray Dinger. We'll be back with more special guests and surprises after this. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. So, Ray, I uh, asked um, our producer, Moshe Kravitz, to make sure that he found music that you like coming out of the break. Right. So what we went with, let's see if I got this right. We went with um, uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Yep. Uh, a lot of Motown. Yes. Okay. Rolling Stones, not Beatles. Correct. Uh, the late, great Bobby Rydell. Yes. Who called our show last year to sing Happy to Birthday to You. Bobby Rydell sang Happy Birthday to Me. And uh, one of your uh, two real heartthrobs, Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. True enough. True uh, enough. I'm going to tell you another story. Okay. I aimed really hard today to get your other heartthrob on the air, Christy Brinkley. Ah, I think she probably has better things to do. I called her agent. I reached her agent. I gave the story to her agent. Her agent basically said, yeah, we're not interested. <laughs> and guess what? She wasn't interested then either. Well, I don't know if she was or she wasn't. But we do have another special guest calling in now. Uh, the chairman and vice president. I, you know what? I should know his title. <laughs> General manager of the Eagles, Howie Roseman, is here to uh, wish you well. Howie, thank you so much for joining us today. One, um, I would have missed it for the world. Um, two, uh, you threw me off with this Christy Brinkley thing. Oh. And I actually got a, a third thing. Uh, this chairman title you just gave me, I yeah. love it. I wish yeah. it was the truth. It would be it's Jeffrey. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I should have looked it up definitely, in the media. Definitely not the same. No. But uh, now, now I'm sitting there thinking about like uh, 
Christy Brinkley and Billy Joel videos that you got me thinking during Memorial Day weekend. You want to know the Christy Brinkley story real fast if you don't know it? Because I always love to tell it. So here's the story. Here's the story. Young Ray Dinger, and I'm talking young Ray Dinger, is uh, covering the first Duran Leonard fight. Second Duran Leonard fight. Second Duran Leonard. Okay. Mm. Uh, Which was down in? New Orleans. So they're having a news conference. And Christy Brinkley, who is at that time supermodel of all supermodels. Yeah, she had just stepped off the cover of Sports Illustrated. Was hired for some reason to photograph it? Yeah, Don King brought her in to be a celebrity photographer. Okay. So they had this news conference, and Ray's there, and Christy Brinkley's there, and they chat a little bit, and they get to talking, and finally Christy Brinkley says to Ray, after like waiting for Ray to take the lead here, and he doesn't, Christy Brinkley says to Ray, hey, would you like to get lunch? <laughs> to which Ray says to Christy Brinkley, I'm sorry, I have to write my story. I have to, I'm on deadline. And that was that. No, you know what? I, I've, I've never been so disappointed in my entire life to hear that. <laughs> Christy Brinkley. Now, I do think the fact that she asked you out gives you enough street cred that maybe you didn't even want to go further. The fact that for the rest <laughs> oh, of your life, yeah. you can say Christy Brinkley asked you out may have been even better than her really wanting to talk to you about something else. No, but there no. are opportunities in life. We have to tell the people of the city there are opportunities in life you can't pass up. That has exactly. to be a regret. Yeah, exactly. well, Howie, trust me, going further was very much in my mind. But, but I, I had I had I had a deadline. I had to write a Roberto Duran story. I had to be in the oh, office Ray. in ninety minutes. Oh, right. And and Howie, by the way, as as I recall, Ray's editor later heard the story and said. What are you crazy? Are you crazy? You could have missed that deadline <laughs> for that. Lunch with Christy Brink- yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's the appreciation I got. But that's but that was but that that is a true story. But trust me, Howie, I'm not by any means suggesting that she had anything in her mind other than lunch. Okay, Never know. there's there's no subtext here. It was obviously, just lunch. We see we see her mar- who she married. You know, Billy. Like obviously, like she's into personality, right? Like we got yep. personalities going for us. You know, yep. who knows what could happen? Uh, but know, I, that's I, right. I think we're going off on the wrong tangent here. Ray. Anyway, yes, you didn't call for that, Howie. You called, and uh, let me give you the opportunity. I do stories. I do like stories, and that is a great story. (laughs) Um, I'd like you to talk, if you would, for a moment. You've been in this town for a long time. you dealt with a lot of people in the media, and kind of your your sense of of Ray's um, standing in local media and local community. Well, it's amazing. You know, I feel like um, our our fans get this opportunity to have the game explained to them in a way that resonates, you know, when Ray talks. And I feel like he's basically representing all of those households uh, that are watching it and talking about what they're thinking. And I think that's really a special thing. And I get to hear it. You know, he's on, he's on our the Eagles Hall of Fame committee. And um, you should hear how he advocates for great Eagles. And, and it's like, this guy is so well-prepared. Like, sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll go, man, i got to step up my game a little bit, kind of like you would have had it with Christy Brinkley. But uh, i I got to step up my game because he's so well-prepared and he has such an unbelievable knowledge of the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's, it's because he loves the Eagles, you know? And, um, you know, our fans may not know this, but there have been many times that I've called Ray to ask his opinion about things, you know? Um, and I do that because I respect him, and I know how much football he watches. I know how much football he knows. And for me, it's a unique opportunity to be in the same city of someone. You know, I always love it when they go, Hall of Famer, you know. That, man, that's a freaking big standing. 
And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm calling because I know, like, there's no retirement. Like, you're going to be around. He's just going to be in a different role. You know, he's going to still help the Eagles. He's going to still be around. And I'm looking forward to, like, this, the, the fun ray, you know, the fun ray that's going to come out for this. That He gets to enjoy it. And hopefully we get him an, another chance to have a special moment with him and his family here in the next few years. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Uh, that would be sweet. Um, but the, the thing I got to say to you is, um, and I sent you an email after the draft. Um, you did a hell of a job. You really did. I, I mean, I, and I think, you, I think you can feel it around town now. There's a real buzz about this team and a real sense of expectation uh, about this team right now. And, you know, there was a lot of pressure on you. There's a lot of scrutiny on you coming into this draft that this was going to be really kind of a watershed. Um, for the franchise and also for you in this town. And, you know, I got to tell you, I, I got I to gotta tell you, I think you hit it out of the park. So, so well done. I'm, I'm looking All forward. Right. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to be in a different capacity this year. I won't be critiquing. Yeah. I won't be taking the copious notes quite the way I did before. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting back and watching this team play because, you know what, I think you have a chance to be pretty good. I really do. Yeah, and I'm hopeful that we got a chance to be good for, for a bunch of years here that we didn't just bring in you know, older guys. But it's funny you said that because um, I took my family to a Sixers playoff game and a guy's walking by me and he says, hey, Howie, you redeemed yourself. And, of course, you know me, like I can't just sit there. And I was like, oh, the first Super Bowl in history of the franchise doesn't give me a little bit of a pass here. You know, so when you say that, so when you say that I, kind of, I kind of, I remember being with Ruben Amaro on, on like, a, a, we, were, we were speaking at a conference and people were killing him, and, and they said, any takeaways from the Phillies? And, and Ruben Amaro is like, you know, three years after they won it. And I said, you know, I always had this vision that when we win the Super Bowl in Philly, it's going to be like free pass for life, and now I'm clearly over that vision. And, you know, that's the best part about being in this city is that the bar is always raised. There, there is no time to feel good about yourself. You're trying to work as hard as you can to make people proud and to make people feel passion for their team. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who are different cities and they obviously don't have um, the same kind of uh, standards that are here. And they ask me all the time, would you want to be anywhere else? I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You know, it makes me better. It makes me constantly have to reinvent myself and try to work on things that I need to do better. And, um, and that's fun for me. That's fun that, I'll, you know, I've been here this long and I'm constantly looking at myself and things to do better. And I know I can get better. And, um, and I, and I, it's because of people like you, right? You know, it's like those emails that, that, that gives me as, as much satisfaction as anything, knowing that. And, um, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's great to be part of the city and you're a fabric of the city. And I appreciate the opportunity to, again, uh, to tell you that. Um, and I know, you know, I feel that way about you. Well, I, I, pre- I appreciate that. I, I really do. And it's been, it's been great getting to know you and, uh, to work with you. And, uh, I look forward to that relationship continuing in the future, man. Congratulations. All right. Uh, well, we'll, we'll hang at, you'll come to training camp. We'll hang on the sidelines and, uh, you'll give me your opinions and, uh, it will be fun. Uh, enjoy. I hope you're going somewhere good to celebrate and coming right back. Uh, we, <laughs> I think you can count on that, Howie. Thank you. Hey, Howie, thank you so much for checking in today. As, as Ray said, I think we all think it's been a very, um, productive, successful off season. We'll see how it plays out, but it, the fans of this town, as you know, are, are always excited and even more so now. I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. All right. You too, Howie. Thank you. There you go. I didn't know you and he exchanged these secret emails. Well, never mentioned that in the past. He's he's, he's asked my opinion on a few things over the years. I I don't, 
I think it was more him being polite or making conversation. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think he was exactly soliciting my scouting reports. I think he was just being nice. But uh, listen, what I said is true. I think, they had a, I think they've had a really, really good offseason, and I think they're poised right now to have a really good year. And you have been involved in the Eagles Hall of Fame. Uh, yes, I have. Right? I have. A Which few, I know you take very seriously. Oh, I do. I mean, I do. I mean, they've asked me a few years ago. Actually, Jeffrey reached out a few years ago and asked if I would be part of the, the, the committee they put together to decide who goes in the Eagles Hall of Fame. And um, I said, sure, I'd be happy to do it. Because, you know, there aren't, you know, there, you know, a lot of guys here don't go back as far as I do. I mean, there aren't too many guys in that room that I know who Bucko Kilroy was or, or, or exactly what he represented. So, I mean, the older, the older guys kind of needed an advocate. So they asked me to be that, and I'm happy to do it. Yeah, and you know how to put it all in perspective. I mean, you know, uh, you know somebody who played in the 80s versus somebody who played in the aughts and so on, where kind of they're, they're, where they stand among the franchise. Most of us have recency bias, right? Right, right. But I know a couple of years ago, I mean, I pushed really hard for Bobby Walston. I, I thought that Bobby Walston was a, was a really great player uh, in the 50s into the 60s. He was a big part of the 60 championship team. He was the tight end and the place kicker. And at the time that he retired, he was the team's all-time, all-time leading scorer. Now he got passed by David Akers. But I always thought he was a guy that deserved to be in the Eagles Hall of Fame. So, you know, I pushed real hard for him one year. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I put his numbers up on the board and everybody got a chance to sit back and look at him, they said, you know what, yeah, he should be in. So I, I felt really good when, even though Bobby's long gone, his family came in. And it was very meaningful to them that they weren't totally forgotten. So little moments like that I felt good about. And as long as they want me to be on that board and have some input, I'm happy to do it. Well, that's great. And uh, you, uh, you will be watching the games, but you will be watching them from the comfort of your home with your kids, with your son, with your daughter, and we're going to talk to them later, and I know you're looking forward to that. I am. All right. Uh, this segment sponsored by Guided Door and Window. Buy any window or door and get the second at 50% off, plus interest refinancing for up to 18 months. Call Guided Door and Window today at one eight seven seven go guida or visit go, G-U-I-D-A dot com. He's Ray Dinger. Very special day. By the way, you, you brought the ring that they gave you at the Maxwell Club. And, yeah, how about and that? It, it's, gosh, Ray, it's stunning. It's spectacular, isn't it? I mean, it really, it's a, it's a, it's a Super Bowl ring. It's, it's huge, and it's beautiful, and uh, it's something. You don't wear it every day, though, huh? <laughs> I've only worn it once. I wore it to the opening night of Tommy and Me when we opened at Bucks County back in April. I wore it that night, opening night, and I haven't worn it since. Um, you know, these rings, I mean, it really is very much like a Super Bowl ring. It's yeah. exactly what it looks like. And they're just not very practical. No. I mean, I mean, you can't wear one of these every day. It just kind of gets in the way. But it's very nice to have. So I've kept it in the box, and I've just saved Put it for Put it on one more time. I, wanna, I just want to see how it fits you. And so I've, I decided, you know, this will just be worn on special occasions. And I think today... Seems like a special occasion. It is. Ray Dinger, Glenn Macnow, 94 WIP. Congratulations on retirement, Ray. I'm not going to get into too much detail because I'll cry. I love you. You're awesome. My dad loved you, Big Daddy Graham. And enjoy retirement. Enjoy every single minute. Well, that's Ava Graham, uh, who we love. and She's a total sweetheart. She's, she's a dynamo. And um, it just gives us a chance before our next guest comes on, Ray, just... To talk about what Big Daddy Graham meant to both you and I. Yeah, um, 
No, he was um, he was a really special guy. I mean, he was. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I would never have I would have never ever ever in a million years ever stepped on a stage um, in a comedy setting and tried to do stand up uh, unless Big Daddy asked me to do it. Big Daddy was one of those guys you could not say no to. I mean, you just could not say no to. And he wanted me, <laughs> he wanted me to open for uh, he and Joe Conklin. And I know you've done it. Uh, Loved and I, it. And I said, no, that's not for me. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, he, he, he convinced me to give it a try, and, um, and I did. And I would have only done it for him. But it was, it was such a joy. It was such a pleasure. Uh, and... He was, a, he was a great guy and the ultimate Philly guy and so many great stories and working that overnight shift, nobody ever did it better. Nobody ever did it better. He was a lovely guy. By the way, my wife and my grandson have to leave and Judy wanted to say hi to you before she left. So Gregory enjoyed meeting you today. I enjoyed meeting Gregory as well. All great right. seeing you, Judy. Speaking of special guests, the former mayor of our town, the governor, former governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh, former partner of yours for so many years on television. Ed Randell is here. And, uh, Gov, first of all, thanks for joining us. And second of all, you got something special with you. Well, I have a, a city tribute uh, from Mayor Kenny who wanted me to convey his uh, apologies for not being here, but he's away this weekend. But he said he listens to you every time something goes wrong in the city, so he's been listening to you a lot lately. Because <laughs> he, he has the toughest job in America. But it's a tribute, and I won't read it because it's long and wordy and it details all the great things you've done. But it concludes by declaring tomorrow, or technically last day, as Ray Dinger Day here in Philadelphia. Wow. Now, that's a big honor, everyone, right? <laughs> Before we get carried away with Ray Dinger Day, when I was mayor, I would do about a thousand days a year. I would dedicate days to people a year. And my favorite was on this date, tomorrow, the same day as your in 1997, I declared it Insect Bug Museum Day here in Philadelphia. <laughs> so I accept this tribute with the mayor's thanks. And I really think uh, Ray, I, I'm not sure Ray's such a smart guy and he gets everything right. I'm not sure you understand the place you have and the place sports has in, in our area's makeup. I mean, I remember in the first uh, mo the movie about... Uh, uh, our wide receiver, the lo local Vince guy. Papali. Vince Invincible. When Vince Papali's father explained to Vince that all those days in the, in the steel factory, the only thing that kept him going on was sports, thinking about sports. Mm -hmm. Sports plays an important part in our lives. It's a, great, it's a great leveler. I mean, when I think about some of the racial problems we've been having as a country, you look at sports teams. There is no race. It, it's if your uniform's red, your color's red. It's not black, white, brown. And sports does so many great things for us, and it's a, fills such a great part of our lives. And I think, Glenn, you would agree with me, there's been no one in the last half century who's affected Philadelphia sports more than Ray. And the thing that I've enjoyed by working with Ray is, Ray is as honest a guy. Ray, Ray is incapable of lying. Remember the, the movie Liar, Liar? Yeah. Ray, Ray is incapable of lying. Correct. So if there's a politically correct answer that would keep him out of trouble, but it's the wrong answer, he just cannot constitutionally give it. So uh, we had a, a lot of fun. We, during the 20 years, we saw great teams. We saw trips to the Super Bowl, two trips to the Super Bowl. 
but we saw some of the worst teams in NFL history. Culminating, Ray, I don't know if you remember the day that I, when the show opened, I had a bag over my head. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Well, I remember you telling a story one time that I thought really captured exactly what you were talking about. It was a morning after an Eagles game, and the Eagles had won. Might have been a win over the Cowboys. It was something that had the city all excited. And you said you were walking through, I guess, maybe the Bellevue, uh, and you walked by a shoeshine stand. And there was, there was this Fortune 500 guy in his three-piece suit with his briefcase getting his shoe shined. Uh, and he and the shoeshine guy were having this very animated conversation about the football game and about the Eagles and how excited they both were. And that one moment, that one experience, put the both of them on the same footing. I mean, they were both together sharing this very special feeling that um, is, very, is very much a part of Philadelphia. And I know it exists in other places, but I don't know that it exists quite the way it exists in Philadelphia anywhere else. And I remember you talking about seeing that and seeing and that picture being in your mind as being so representative of what sports really can mean to the community and how it can bring people together. And that's really, to me, one of the most beautiful aspects of sports is the way it can unite people and sometimes unite an entire city. Absolutely. More than an entire city, an entire region. I always tell, I think you've heard this story before, Ray. When we were in the vet for years, there was a fellow by the name of an African-American guy behind us by the name of Smitty. He was a retired steel worker. He bought one ticket that was all he could afford. He had a season ticket, and he came every game. If we were 2-11 and 11 and it was pouring, he was there. Smitty never missed a game. And after about seven years, I went to the stadium for a game, and Smitty's seat was open. I turned to Cliff Haynes, who I went to the game with, and I said, Smitty's dead. And I went through the Eagles and traced his family, and he had died. The only reason he wasn't at the game. So that actually affected public policy. When the Eagles wanted city and state money for the stadium, as all sports teams do, um, I made a requirement that every season ticket holder who had a current Eagles season ticket could have the option of buying a season ticket in the new stadium without buying a seat license. Ordinary folks could not afford a seat license, mm -hmm. barely afford the ticket to the game. And it turned out that most of the people, most of the season tickets were either corporately or people were willing to pay the seat license. But about 4,000 didn't, and they got season tickets to see the Eagles. And that should have been named the Smitty exception. <laughs> well, Gov, it's, uh, it, first of all, it's so nice to have you here, so nice to see you. So nice, this proclamation you brought, and, and putting Ray's career in perspective is great. I know you guys have enjoyed each other. Ray tells the stories about driving you home from the post-game shows and how the drive home often involved a 11 p.m. stop for a hoagie. Right. Either that or... <laughs> can I say this now? I guess I can say anything now. Um, Ray didn't like the food but one stretch of years, the food we were getting. So he would order stuff that my dogs liked. So he ordered, a, what was it, a pork sandwich? A pork sandwich. And every night I would come home, and, if it was night game at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, with a pork sandwich for my dogs. And the dogs came to love Ray. <laughs> yeah, they all do. Everybody well, does. Well, and the great well, we had, we had uh, uh, 20 years, 20-plus 20 years working together. Uh, and I thought it was just... The, the coolest thing that when they said, oh, and by the way, 
Mayor Rendell's going to be doing the show with you. I said, are you kidding me? Mayor Rendell's going to be coming on the show? And I thought it was just for like one show. I didn't know it was going to be for 20 seasons. But over that time, uh, we became very good friends. Uh, and, uh, and, and every evening did end that way with me driving the mayor and then the governor home. And we had some of the most wonderful talks in that car on the way home about the Eagles, about the city, about government, about America, about politics. I learned an awful lot. I learned an awful lot from this guy. And, uh, and one of the real delights of this whole run of mine is that we actually became very, very good friends. That's so nice. Governor, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Glenn, for letting us on. And I'm here with my son, Jesse, who Ray's gotten to know over the years. And Jesse's son, Dean, who is the athlete in the family. Dean is a, a great baseball pitcher. He's a great basketball player. He has Jesse's hand-eye coordination, but Jesse suffers from a slow white man's disease like me. So he, he, he has to rip his but, son. But no, he had great hand-eye, but he married a girl who was a track star in college. Oh, there you go. So Dean has his mother's speed and his father's coordination. That's nice. So look for Dean Rendell about 11 years from now. Playing for the Phils. There you go. Thank you so much, Thanks, Governor. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ray. Ray, somebody else is hanging on who wants to talk to you. Another guy who we've had uh, tells your story guest, a local legend, Billy White Shoes Johnson. Oh, my goodness. White Shoes, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing, we're doing great, Billy. It's, uh, it's really great of you to check in. It's really, really great to hear from you again. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping, to, I'm hoping to one day come out and see them, the unveiling of your statue down in uh, Marcus Hook. That would be nice of you to do that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to hold you to that. You trust me. I, if, when they when they unveil it, I will be there. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So let's get your perspective. Uh, you know, you knew Ray long, long ago uh, as as a young writer. What what was your sense back then? Not only was he a young writer, but he was a young athlete also. Um, ah. uh, Ray was one of the, the well beloved. Uh, local heroes uh, in our area in Delco County, so Delaware um, County. Uh, I'm sure he'd make me proud as well as many others of the St. James fans and uh, the people in that area proud from going on from sports writing, playing a little professional softball to uh, hosting uh, many uh, sports shows. Yeah, Ray, we don't talk about your athletic career as much as we should, but Pitching, I, I just remember, um, who was it that we had who got into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie, that was it. And you pitched the championship game against him and lost 2-1. to one or Play, A playoff game, yeah. He beat me 2-1. to one. Yeah. He was pitching for Springfield. I was pitching for Folsom. Yeah, and he I pitched my butt off, yeah, but, he, I, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to beat Jeff Petrie. No, uh, no way. No, but, Billy, but, Billy and I, but, Billy, but Billy and I actually played – Played a year of professional softball together, and Billy was our center fielder, and you know I played a little third base. Billy could uh, give us give us the scouting report on Ray strengths and weaknesses. Well, Ray had it all. He was like Richie Allen, you know. <laughs> 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 had a very powerful bat. Now, and you know why? That league was a lot of fun. I mean, we did it just for the sake of doing it to say, hey, they asked Ray and I both enjoyed it. We know. It wasn't our life-fulfilled dream, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I do know this about Ray. I don't know if anybody mentioned this, that when he was in third grade, he said he was going to become a famous sports writer. <laughs> and I don't know if Ray know. I knew that story, 
But yeah, I met a friend of Ray's. We were talking once, and he started saying uh, he remembered Ray, and he said, "Oh, I remember that guy." <laughs> Ever since we were in third or fourth grade, he said he's going to become a sports writer, and that he did—a very, very good sports writer. Yeah, and you be, and you became one heck of a kick returner, pal. And I guess you know, I, I mean, I've told you the story about how I was pleading with the Eagles. I was pleading with head coach Mike McCormick to draft you in that draft that year. I mean, we're coming up on the 14th, 15th round, and I'm saying, Mike, <laughs> Billy Johnson, he's still there. And Mike, nah, nah, he's too small. I said, Mike, I've seen this guy play from Chichester High School. I've watched his whole career. I guarantee you this guy can play in the NFL. Nah, too small. Well, Houston Oilers didn't think you were too small. <laughs> And I had so much. I had so much fun. I had so much fun watching you go to the NFL and have the career that you had. I mean, you were, you were, <laughs> you, your career is one that people will always talk about. I mean, it was it was a great era for the AFL. It was a great era for the Houston Oilers, and you were a big part of that. And I was pr I was proud to say I knew you win. Well, I thank you, Ray, and I appreciate that. Uh, you um, was one of the. Uh, leading advocates on my behalf, and yet you know they didn't uh, uh, pick me up. But and, and like I said, it, it all worked out in the end, and I was kind of glad I did go to the Oilers. It might have been just a token look had they bought me in. <laughs> no, you had a, you had a great career. Hey, thank you so much for checking in with us and wishing Ray the best. Real quick, I want to say hello oh. to Shoes because I know Shoes personally. Shoes. Oh, I, okay. Ike Reese is here. Ike Reese. What's here. up, Shoes? Hey, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Atlanta with Shoes for two years. So, oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And um, I was fortunate to go from Harold Carmichael to uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson down there in Atlanta. So, I had Good some, mentors, uh, some eh? great mentors. Yes. And uh, I love my time down there in Atlanta Shoes. And uh, I was just sitting here listening, man. I didn't want to interrupt, but I did want to say hello to you before you got off here. It's good to hear you, bro. Well, thank you. Thank you. Ike, Ike is one of, our, well, one of my favorites. He's coming, a very experienced veteran, uh, helped me to corral some of the young ball players. Uh, but he was well liked here in Atlanta, too. So uh, when he left, a lot of hearts were very heavy. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate the shoes. Great right, talking to you. Well, well, Ike is here now, and and Ike, uh, you're, <sighs> you and Ray and I've done a whole <laughs> lot of pregames together over the years. Yeah. Uh, and and you are the one who gave Ray the nickname. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, if I'm a ride the coattails this week of uh, the great Ray Dedinger, that's one thing that I'll always be uh, uh, sort, I guess, sort of proud of, and have my own little. Um, I guess spot uh, in the history of the great Ray Dedinger is that uh, I don't know. It just felt natural to me um, when calling the Godfather. I didn't know if he would appreciate it, if, if it was somewhat of a um, – I didn't know how it would be received. But uh, he was gracious enough, and um, he told me that he appreciated it, so I never let it go, man. And it came to me because, you know, before I came out here to Philadelphia um, – you know, I grew up watching NFL films, right? And so uh, that's how a lot of us at that time learned about the game, right, and the history of the game. And so when I was fortunate enough to catch NFL films on a Saturday afternoon, uh, it wasn't very many of those shows that I didn't see the great Ray Dittinger talking about the game of football. And uh, I didn't know at that time as a, as a you know, 10-year-old, 8-year-old, 12-year-old, uh, that I would ever meet him and, and cross paths with him. 
But uh, I do remember when I got drafted here and realized that Ray was here in this city and, and doing um, um, football analysis here. And, and he had the other uh, Comcast going on and Daily News Live. I was like, I remember Ray Diddy, man, from when I was a kid. I remember him just like Howard Eskin. I used to see Howard on the George Michael sports machine as a kid. And so um, I've always felt like – you know, you're in a room when you're next to Ray. You're, you're, you're in the presence of um, someone that has so much knowledge. You're almost intimidated by the amount that he knows about the game. Intimidated from the standpoint of wanting to just talk football with him. I'd rather just listen as opposed to have the conversation. But at, at some point I did gain enough gumption to have those type of conversations with him. And he was always gracious enough to uh, uh, impart his wisdom and knowledge, um, not just about the game of football, even my game uh, as a player, um, how he could be constructive with that. And uh, I would take that to heart. And so um, I'm just, quite frankly, I'm, I'm just honored to, uh, to be able to call him a friend, uh, a mentor from afar, whether he knows it or not. He's mentored so many of us. Uh, and having the opportunity to work with him, not only here, but doing Eagles post-game shows uh, with Michael Barkhan uh, down there and the governor <laughs> doing those shows. We had a bunch of those and the pregame shows. And obviously the one pregame show that I'll always remember is the Tuesday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> when yes. we were out there freezing and no one was yes. out there yes. at the pregame show listening to oh, us. No, God, no, there a, was no one there. Maybe, dreary. I think, I think maybe Jason from the Dirty 30 showed up. I think he Actually, may have been the only one. You know the one that I'll remember always in a positive way? Um, speaking of miserable days, though, but gosh, what, what a great <laughs> one it turned out to be was the Detroit Snow Bowl game. Yeah, yeah. When we all showed up and it wasn't snowing and it was an okay day. Yep. And then by the end of the pregame, it was a blizzard, and that game was something. But I'll just say this, because uh, I know we got to hit a break, and, and I want to give each of you guys one last chance. For me, hosting that pregame show, uh, which I've had the opportunity to do for 16 years, knowing that I could go to my right and have like that expertise and go one more seat down and have Ray, and just the two of you, um, you having played the game and done it and, and brought such intelligence to it, and you – knowing the game as well and being able to express it as well. As you said, it made my job so easy because all I could just say is, Ike, what do you think? Ray, what do you think? Uh, And Ike, presumably you and I will be back there this year for another, but doing it with you guys has just been great. So I'll let you say one more thing, and Ike, and then we're way late here. Well, I know that when when Ike called me the godfather the first time. Uh, he said it, and then he kind of looked at me, and he's reached out. And he said, is that okay? Because a godfather, you could take it a couple, yeah, different, take take it a couple <laughs> different ways. And I said, no, man, I know exactly where you're coming from. And coming from you, I consider it the ultimate compliment. So I wore it with pride, and thank I still you. thank you for that. No, I appreciate that. I really do. And it's funny because doing the pregame shows, you know, sitting next to Ray, you got to be on your game, man. you, you got to be on your game. And when you're the former player, there's a lot expected of you. Um, and then you know Ray is going to come on top of his game with all of his knowledge. So he actually raised the bar for for myself. I know getting sitting next to you, uh, I think you you presented a standard 
that I'm sure I appreciate it, and I'm sure all the former athletes that have sat next to you, uh, whether it be in the pregame show or doing what you did with uh, Michael Barkhand, pregame, postgame, you raised that bar, man. As athletes, we respected everything you had to say uh, about the game of football because we know how much it meant to you mm -hmm. uh, to be prepared as you were. And so that made us have to appreciate and respect what you did as well as coming prepared. Ike, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, no, thanks for having me. Is this, this it? Really special. I, do I get another segment or something? No? Somebody, who's coming up next? I mean, Bernie Perron's coming up next. Okay, he's more important than I am. I don't know about <laughs> that, but he's go, coming yes. up next. That's Ike Reese. Ike, always a pleasure. Ray Dinger. Ah, enjoying your day, Ray? Enjoying it very much. He can't wait that this is over with. Uh, oh, I know that. I, I, you know I'm dragging him through this. You, you know it. Uh, right here on 94 WI. Well, Ray, I, I was not able to get Christy Brinkley today. And I swear to God, I tried. I can tell. I really did. I'm sure, oh. I, I, I know you. I'm sure you and did. And I finally reached her agent, and she's like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> we wanted to get some Linda Ronstead in because I know that uh, we all have our heartthrobs. Oh, yes. And you have a you know, lovely marriage that you've had for decades and certainly don't want to impugn that. But, oh, uh, no. You know, I think of Linda Ronstadt. If I, if I was able to get Linda Ronstadt through the door, that might have. Yeah, well, she's, uh, <laughs> she's out in the Bay Area. But uh, you picked the right song, too. Yeah, uh, I know. Desperado. It's, uh, That's Moshe. I remember. Oh, well, well chosen, Moshe. I remember um, her doing that as her encore one night at the Spectrum. And just her and the piano and... Uh, you could have heard a pin drop. It was it was magical. She she had a her voice was a beautiful instrument. It's uh, very very sad that uh, very sad that she's um, she's you know Parkinson's has taken that away now. Yeah. But uh, they'll never take away the body of work. I mean it's uh, I mean her music will live forever. Uh, this hour sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them meridianbanker.com. As I said, we are joined now by somebody. Oh, man, we've had the pleasure of having him on the show, and, and, and I've had the pleasure, we've had the pleasure of gaining him as a friend, and you've had the pleasure of watching him perform, and Bernie Perron joins us, and just as a reminder, 47 years ago last night, Ray, Bernie Perron broke my heart <laughs> as the Philadelphia Flyers beat, when I was a kid, my Buffalo Sabres for the Stanley Cup at the Odd, and both you and I were in attendance at that game. We were. Me as a season ticket holder, you as a writer, Bernie... Yep. So great to talk to you. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hey, Ray, uh, beginning, I'd like to say that um, you're a lot better looking than um, Glenn, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's where we needed to go, eh? Well, hey, Bernie, it's, it's, it's great of you to check in. And I know, you know, people have asked me a lot over those last month, you know, 53 years in this business in Philadelphia, you know, what are the highlights? What are the moments that stand out? Um, and one of them was, was your run, was your Flyers team, 73, 74, 75. Those years, um, being a, a, young, a young reporter at the Philadelphia Bulletin then, uh, getting to cover some of those games, uh, and getting to watch you do what you did. Um, I mean, that, that to me will always be among the highlights of these 50 years. You know, what you guys did as a team and what you meant to the city of Philadelphia, that was a really special time. Well, you know what? It was awesome. You know, you learn, first of all, you learn as a kid when you're playing sports, which is important for a lot of kids, you know, that you learn if you want to win in, in, in sports, if you want to win in life, you have to be part of a good team. You know, you can't do it by yourself. You know, and and uh, 
prime example is you have guys like Gretzky, Bobby Orr. You know, they couldn't win by themselves. They have to be part of a team, you know. And, and, and you know, I, I was part of a, a great, great, a great hockey team. And um, we worked together. Togetherness was very, very important to us. And, you know, playing, playing hockey at the, at the spectrum in front of, you know, beautiful, beautiful fans in Philly, I will never forget. It's so, so important. That was awesome. Uh, do you remember Young Ray didn't you cover that team? Well, that's, um, you know what, that's, I was just a kid then. You know? Yeah, sure, a- I understand. <laughs> I get it. And so was I. So was I. I mean, we were, uh, you were, we're about the same age. But um, the thing I remember about Bernie, in addition to the, his brilliance on the ice, which everyone had a chance to see, uh, was was what a was what a gentleman he was uh, off the ice. Uh, how how great he was with the fans. Uh, how great he was with the media. I mean, one of the ways that, uh, that when looking back over <laughs> years as a reporter, one of the things you really appreciate among athletes is 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 the guy. You know, is he the same guy win or lose? You know, it, I mean, everybody's in a good mood when they win. Everybody's everybody's eager to talk and do interviews when they win. Not everybody feels that way after a loss. And Bernie, and, and, and I think this is really true of all the guys on that team. I mean, they were all stand-up guys. I mean, win or lose, you know, Bernie was by his locker. Clarkie was by his locker. Dorney was by his locker. Nobody run and hid. Nobody blamed it on the press. Nobody blamed the fans. If they lost, the guys took the responsibility. They owned it. Uh, but when they won, they knew how to win with class too. And Bernie was and Bernie was exactly that way. I'll always remember him at the height at the height of his career. And believe me, it was when that first cup, and then he topped it with the second cup. I mean, he was always a gracious gentleman who had time for everybody. And that is true even to this day. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. Well, it, 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 you know, Ray, I appreciate what you're saying here, but I have, you know, I have to say, I have to congratulate you on uh, your career. You know, 50 years, you know, it's a, um, you know, it's incredible how, and yourself, how you're respected, you know, in the world of sports. And um, what you've done, you know, is just, 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 a, it, it was a beautiful gift you received from God, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's how it felt. It did feel like a gift. And uh, I, you know what, Bernie? I think I, you know, I've heard you talk about your career and how you started out as a kid in Montreal and you wanted to play hockey, and you got to live your dream. You know, you got to live your dream. You got to play hockey. You got to play in the NHL. You got to you got to skate the Stanley Cup. Uh, I mean, you lived your dream. And me, you know, on a lesser scale, uh, I got to live my dream too, because you wanted to be a hockey player, and God bless you, you were a great one. Uh, and what I wanted to be from the time I was a kid, about the age of my grandsons now, is I wanted to be a sports writer, and that came true for me too. And uh, we both had the great good fortune to be able to share those years together right here in Philadelphia, and I'll always be, I'll always be grateful for that. I'll always be grateful for the opportunity I had to cover you and get to know you, and much like Glenn, become, become friends with you after your career. It's been a real delight. Well, thank you, thank you, and uh, you know, really, the feeling is mutual. And you know what? What the um, what we have in common too is is so important for you know the people listening, not just in sports, but uh, in the world of business too. And relationship and the whole bit is is um, because the years aren't always as um, productive as 
when you win, you know, and um, and 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 you know, if your full thing we we had uh, and we still have is uh, is uh, never give up a situation, you know, uh, you know things may not be right at one time, you know, or another, but um, you know, but uh, guys, guys like you and me, especially you, uh, never, never, never give up, and then when you you take this attitude, beautiful, beautiful things happen. Bernie, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you so and, much. I'll see you soon. Give my hey, best to Jeannie. Hey, Glenn, Glenn, just want to say something that I, I I'm so, I, I, I feel so upset that uh, we won the Stanley Cup and you were sitting in those seats in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I was. The orange seats. It was. It was pretty. It was something. All right, man. Who knew back then that we'd end up being friends? Bernie, be well. I'll see you soon. Okay, take care, guys. Thank All right, you. there you go. The great Bernie. <laughs> and he was great. It is something, though, that you and I, I mean, long before we knew each other, again, oh, yeah. me, as a, me as a teenager, yep. you as a pup reporter, mm-hmm. were in the odd that night when the Flyers beat the Sabres to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I don't know where your seats were. Uh, oh, cheap seats upstairs. Okay, we were in what they called auxiliary press. Which was oh, we you're were, probably in the same cheap seats. We were in the same cheap seats you were, with no box or anything. We we just had a seat, yeah. and uh, I was in, I was where we were was behind the net where Crozier where where Crozier was in the third period. Yeah, yeah where where yeah, he gave up the, the Billy goal. Clement goal. It all happened right in front of us. Oh yeah, I remember. Anyway, neither of those teams has been back since then. How about that? Well, the Flyers have been back. They haven't won it. Right. All right. One of our favorite WIP colleagues, a guy I had the opportunity to partner with for so long, uh, and uh, you work many shows with Jody McDonald, is here today. Jody, you're looking good. Now, the famous line is, only God saved more than Bernie Perrant. Correct. Neither one of them helped me. <laughs> I, I wasn't in Philadelphia when Bernie was winning cups, and I'm not sure what the big guy's done for me. Yeah. I've been uh, making his job difficult the last 60 years. Yeah, well, you've been a part of WIP since the beginning and you know, have seen Ray and worked with Ray over the years. Kind of want to get your perspective. The funny part of it is uh, yours truly did my show by myself for uh, three years, and I got lucky enough to be partnered up with Glenn for seven. Back then in those days, we couldn't have Ray didn't your own. Our boss didn't really like guests. Yeah. I no, know. let's go to the phones. I know. Wait, wait, wait. We can get Ray Dinger on, Tom. Why wouldn't we want Ray Dinger on? No, let's go to. We want to talk to the people. The people run this radio station. So, uh, yeah, we had to be a little patient before we could get Ray's observations on WIP. Yeah. But when we did, they were always pretty good. Phenomenal. Uh, with you, without you, uh, other places, anytime I could get Ray Dinger on, I did it because. There's no one better at it, talking just football overall. But if you want to get very specific about the Philadelphia Eagles, who knows the Eagles better than you, big guy? Uh, what are you going to do without them? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to being a fan. That's going to be kind of interesting. You going to uh, scream at the TV? Um, probably. You going to curse? No, no, I don't know about oh, that. Oh, man, <laughs> come on. But I'll get upset. I'll holler at the television. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I have... Um, I, I, Talk about the! I'll finally get a chance to watch Eagles games with my son. Yeah, uh, that's it's something cool. I never have. I mean, I, you know, I started covering the Eagles in 1970, and I figured I, I did a little tally about how many Eagles games I covered 
um, or how many Eagles games were played on my watch, right. so to speak. Uh, I think it's 844. Wow. <laughs> and that doesn't count preseason. I don't count preseason. Come on. Those Jets-Eagles preseason games for years. <laughs> I don't count those. But in terms of regular season games, it was 844 is my count. And I actually... There were a lot of really bad years, but I look back on it, I was over 500. <laughs> they were over 500 in those years. Didn't feel like it all the time, but they were. And it, was, and it was great. But I never had the opportunity, because I was working all those Sundays, I never had the opportunity to actually sit on the couch and watch them with my son. But this year, I'm hoping to do that. That sounds great, and you should enjoy every second of it. Jody, it is, it is always a pleasure to see you. You know that. Thank uh, you. You lie so well. I don't, uh, and, and, and thanks for coming down, and, I'll, and I, know, I know I'll be seeing you soon. Uh, if you say so. Okay, pal. All right, Ray, uh, congratulations, my friend. Thank it you, It's been my pleasure. It's always been a pleasure working with you, too. Thank you very much. All right, Ray, as we jump from guest to guest, somebody I know that you uh, respect for many, many years, the great Herb McGee wants oh, to wish his best. Hello, Herb. Ray, how, how are, are you? you? I uh, just wanted to call in. We were headed down the shore, and I heard everybody on there, and I figured... I better get on that, that, that station right now because um, Ray has meant a lot to me over my years and my career. And the best memory I have of Ray is when I was inducted into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame, and I don't even know how far back that was, my mother-in-law, who has since passed, Marianne Cachado, loved Ray Dittinger. And she used to say to me all the time, I've got to meet Ray Dittinger. That's the only way I know anything about football. So at that dinner that night, I said to Ray, I got to introduce you to my mother-in-law. And she went off how much she loved you and all. And all Ray said was, looked at me and said, Her, did you put her up to this? That's exactly what I thought. I didn't think That's it could exactly. possibly be on the level. <laughs> well, she was a big fan, and uh, as, as is all our family. And certainly me, Ray. Uh, you know how much uh, I, you mean to me, and I've never really said it to you, but... I've always had a, a, a tremendous amount of respect for you, not just as a sports writer and a sportscaster, but as a man. And uh, well, one of the big thrills for me always, the couple times, I went to see your show three different times. I know. And uh, one time you asked me to be a question and answer. I got one question. I gave an answer, and everything else was directed towards you, which is the way it should be. Yeah, and the one question was directed at you is, can't you help Ben Simmons learn to shoot? <laughs> <laughs> Which everybody asks me all the time, but not now that he's out of the city. No, not you now. Know. Herb, and the one, uh, the one, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no go ahead. A... The one thing I was going to say is, why do people always say, congr I'm retired now, as you well know, and uh, why do always people say congratulations on your retirement? I don't understand that, but. Because you made uh, it. Okay, that's it. it. Yeah, you, made you earned it, to it. it. Yeah, yeah, and you earned yeah. it, and and you did yeah. as well. And thank you so much for checking in. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Glenn. Really. All right, there you and go. Thank Ray, you, thank you. Ray. I'm sorry, thank I didn't, you, I didn't mean to uh, give him uh, cut him off at the end. But we go from one great college coach to another. Phil Martelli. Oh my goodness! Wants to wish his best. Phil, you're in Houston today, and I, I know you're taking some time out down there to uh, to say to wish the best to Ray. And I want to give you that opportunity. Well, thanks, uh, Glenn. Yeah, I'm on the side of the road. I'm on my way to uh, Houston Airport. I was down here for a USA basketball tryout the last two days, and uh, I'm headed back to uh, I'm headed back to Philadelphia uh, later later this afternoon. But uh, this opportunity, first of all, that, that's a tough spot to follow Herb. I mean, Herb's listening. He knows how many wins he has for his career and how many I have. And the next time I see him, he'll tell me the, the difference. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think the difference is in the uh, is in four figures. Uh, so, 
but, you know, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about uh, Ray and since I got the announcement and, you know, her just triggered this thought. Like, all of a sudden, Philadelphia, quote-unquote, lost. And not that you're going anywhere, but, but Herb, Jay Wright, and Ray, that, that's, uh, that's a Mount Rushmore right there for Philadelphia. But, uh, Ray, I, like, everybody knows you're an expert and, and um, uh, the, the way you presented yourself, you're a gentleman, you're a Hall of Famer. Uh, but I have to compliment you on you have a unique ability to be an intent listener. Every conversation I've ever had with you, I, I, I felt like we were having a conversation. And right. it wasn't you just sitting there saying, you know what, let me think about how I can look very, very bright with my answer. And I've watched you do that with so many people. I've watched you on uh, post-game Eagles, and, and even though listening on the radio, I could say to people, I could see you on the radio listening. And um, that's a rare quality. It's a rare quality in a lot of people, and it's a very rare quality in Philadelphia because there's, there's nobody anywhere in the country other than Philadelphia, maybe, that wants to be heard. We want to make sure that you know what we think. And uh, you, you, you have a unique ability, right, to, uh, to listen. And hopefully others can pick that up, particularly the young. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we show what we know and how bright we are by being quiet and not by being noisy. And you have accomplished <laughs> that, my man. Well, I remember uh, when I was working at NFL Films, Steve Sable uh, asked me to do a little seminar for the young producers on how to conduct an interview. Uh, and the one thing, the one theme that I really kind of hammered home was, listen, listen, listen to what the person is saying. You know, I mean, it's fine to go in with your clipboard full of your questions and the ground that you have to cover and the questions you have to ask. But a big part of it is of a good interview is making it a, a good conversation. And it's only a good conversation if you listen to what the other person is saying. And that's really kind of one of the things that uh, I tried to do in all my years as a newspaper person. And one of the things I thought that really helped me over time, I thought that I was a pretty good interviewer. But really, being a pretty good interviewer just really starts with listening to what the other person is saying. Uh, and that's and nice of you to pick up on that, because I always felt like that was one of the things that I tried to do. But it's, fun it's funny, Phil, you and I have so much so much in common in terms of our history. I mean, the whole Southwest <laughs> Philly thing. I mean, you played at Finnegan Playground. I played at Finnegan Playground. You know, we played basketball. We played rough touch. We did all that stuff. I mean, our roots are really the same. They're, they're very much the same. And then, you know, you went to Widener. I went to St. James, which is right up the street. I mean, there's a lot of commonality there. I mean, our paths have crossed many, many times. And it's, it's always been a pleasure when I've been able to spend time with you. I mean, you're a real gentleman, and you've certainly left a mark on basketball in this city well i appreciate it ray and, and it, the ultimate compliment i could pay you is that you're not a good person you're a great person forget all the other stuff and and you know when you put your head on the pillow uh if, if we could put our head on the pillow and say you know what i improved as a person today man that would make it a a, a greater city and a greater country and God knows we need that right now, that we be full of great people. Um, so congratulations on everything. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure it's been brought up. 
I haven't been able to listen, but I'm sure it's been brought up. But for every father, family out there, your reaction after the Eagles Super Bowl with your son was... <clears throat> it was special, Rick. So thank you for doing that. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for everything. Thanks for your friendship over the years. It means a lot. I appreciate thank you. Phil. All right, be well. well. Uh, Glenn, thank you for including me. You bet. Thank you so much. Always nice to talk to you. There you go. A lot of emotion here today, Ray. Not sure what's going on. Well, you're surprised. Yeah, a lot of emotion. <laughs> I'm surprised. Su- the only thing that surprises me is that I've held it together this long. Yeah, but how we'll much s- more time do we have left? Well, we'll see what we can do between now and the end of the show. I'm, I'm working on it. He's Ray Dinger. I'm Glenn Mack now. This uh, segment sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. WIP, WIP. Sports time is 1223. Why not? If I recall correctly, when we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the band was one of your favorites, correct? I love the band. Yeah. I love the band. And The Wait is, the wait is probably their most famous song, but the one that... The one that I love uh, is The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. I mean, when Levon Helm sings The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, I mean, it'll just rip your heart out. Yeah. It's, that's great. And I, I love the band. One of my favorite concerts that I ever saw was the band at the Spectrum, and they were, they were so, so good. I mean, they were great. I mean, if, if folks out there, if you, the band didn't have a long shelf life. They weren't around that long, but their music will live forever. Yeah, tremendous stuff. All right. One of the things that, that I will always remember, Ray, is how much you told me you enjoyed when you and Brian Baldinger would break down, and, and Brian Westbrook would break down film after games. <laughs> and, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and kind of the expertise that you guys shared and saw. And Brian Baldinger joins us now. Brian, Ray has always spoken so about how much he appreciated how you broke down tape and kind of spending that time together. I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about it a little bit. Well, uh, good afternoon, Glenn, Ray. It's an honor to, uh, to be on your farewell show here. I can't believe it. Um, I know you're coming back, Ray. So, um, Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll just get right into it. Uh, we, we had a show at Comcast, and it was basically an inside look at the Eagles. You're watching the coaches' tape, and I thought the only way to really, really do that show properly was to like literally sit in the film room for three hours every Monday morning. And Ray was right; we met at 6 a.m. Ray was always there by 5:45, never late. Um, complete with, as everybody knows, the yellow notebooks were there, and uh, and we sat and we watched. And this like, this probably was right at the start of Chip Kelly era. Mm-hmm. around there so it was kind of a new offense and it was a lot to study and and b west was in there with us and we sat there for three hours every monday morning and we just studied the eagles and the good the bad and the ugly and then ray would use his editing skills to figure out what video we wanted and then at you know whatever it was six, seven o'clock at night at comcast we sat and did a half hour show and i gotta tell you I've, done, I've been a part of a lot of different programs. Ray has as well. You have too, Glenn. That, I, I felt like that was the most proud I ever was of a show because we put the work in. We were very truthful and very honest about what we watched and what we saw and the way that we delivered it. And I, I was really, that was really something I thought, of all the things I've done, that was right up there with 
It was really good. It was, oh, re- it was, it was really good. It was a, really good. As a viewer, it was really good. It was I'll really good. It was, it was, in many ways, it was ahead of its time. And, you know, the stuff that Brian is doing now, I mean, the Baldy breakdowns and the stuff he's doing on NFL Network, that is really good. I mean, I think the stuff that Brian does is the best stuff that's on the network air by far. Um, and we were doing it back then, and we called it under review. Uh, and it was, it was really it was good because we put in the time. And I, and I was working with a really smart guy in Brian and somebody who took real pride and care in his work, uh, as did I. I mean, we were two guys that really cared about what we were doing, and we wanted to be proud of what we were doing, and we were. And it was, it was really good TV. And it's, I get a great kick out of turning on the NFL Network now, Brian, and see, see you still doing the kind of stuff we were doing back then because I think – I honestly think the fans in this country, pro football fans in this country, um, they want that. You know, they don't want a lot of chatter. They don't necessarily want a whole bunch of hot takes. Maybe a little bit, but not much. I think what they want is they want real information and they want to be educated. And I think there's nobody out there that educates the fans better than you do on a consistent basis. And I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to do it with you way back when. Well, I appreciate that, Ray. And I'm with you. I, I feel like wherever I go, that's what fans, they can't get enough of it, Ray. And it's a very complex game. There's a lot of moving parts. You can watch all the games you want on TV. You can't really see what's going on and why a play was successful, wasn't successful, good technique, bad technique. You have to slow it down the way we did to really study it. And I would say the reason why we loved it, Glenn, and for the viewers or listeners out there right now, is Ray... Part of the reason why Ray is so celebrated is he always put the game in front of everything else that he did. I first met Ray Glenn uh, at NFL Films. I retired in 1995. I ran into Steve Sable at a gym on a Sunday morning and told him I want to be an analyst. But the only way I feel like I could be a good analyst is if I am able to study the coach's tape. And he put me in touch with his, uh, his secretary, Kathy Davis, and I started going over there a couple of days a week and... You know, you, you couldn't walk into the film room without walking by Ray's office. And Ray was there morning, noon, and night working on shows like Football Presents. And one of the shows he was doing in 95 or 96 was Football in America. And he, he really he studied the game in nine different areas of the country. One of them was a prison that played yeah. football. Yeah. One of them was football in Alaska, like seven-man football in Alaska. And Ray, Ray wrote these incredible stories, and he would ask me if I would review his work, you know, once it was put to tape, before they, they had the final edit. And I was like going, this, this is the best stuff I'm seeing on TV, period, on any channel, in any, in any genre. It was what Ray was doing. Yeah, it was terrific. And, uh, you know, we talk about your radio work and your analyst work on TV and your writing, but uh, Baldy makes a great point. The, the stuff you did at NFL Films was special. Baldy, we love talking to you. We look forward to talking to you during the season. Thanks for being part of this. My pleasure, Glenn. Ray, it's, it's a treasure. appreciate you, man. Thank you, Brian. Take, thank, thank you so much. I really enjoyed, really enjoyed working with you, and he taught me a lot. Yeah, He's okay. really, really, really a smart guy. And when we were doing Football America, Thanks, that was the first project I actually worked on at NFL Films. That's the project Steve Sable basically hired me to yeah, do. Yeah, that was great. And, um, yeah, and, uh, and I, 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 whenever I would cut a piece, I would call Brian in and say, what do you think? Because I really – he loves the game, and he played the game a long time, and I really his, – his opinion was very valuable to me. Another former Eagle wants to wish you the best. John Bunting is with us now. Oh, right? 
Hello, JB. What a surprise. Ray. Hey, Ray. So glad to be with you, buddy. It's always, it's always great to hear your voice, John. How are you doing? We're doing just fine. Got up uh, to Maine about uh, 10 days ago. Freezing my ass off here for a little bit, uh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to warm up eventually. <laughs> well, it's great to hear. You and, you and Dawn, I know you love that country up there, so, uh, so have a great Memorial Day weekend. It's a good summer place. It really is. Yep. But, uh, we, we have loved uh, living down in Naples, Florida for the last three years, so like the winters down there. So, Ray, John, how is you yourself, how, man? What are you going to yeah. do with yourself? <laughs> I don't know, John. I'm trying to figure that part out. You know, I just uh, <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it, but I, I still have to coach. I still have to figure it out, actually. But I, I uh, it's it's really nice that you called in because, you know, you were. Um, I mean, I still remember you pulling up in that training camp in your little VW. Um, as the as the as the 12th round draft choice <laughs> uh, with with your Baltimore Orioles batting helmet on and thinking who is this guy uh, and uh, and you came in and uh, they gave you the bad number 95 back when nobody wore numbers in the 90s uh, That's but you right. made it you made a career and uh, and we became really good friends and when I look back over all the years I covered this team uh, I covered a lot of guys and liked a lot of guys and spent time with guys but um, I, I developed true friendship with just, just a few, and you, and you were one of them. And uh, I've always appreciated that, John. I always have, and uh, I really, uh, when I look back on my career, I will always enjoy the time that we spent together. Well, I appreciate that. I, I have so much respect for the way you always handled yourself. Uh, and it wasn't always easy. That 82 strike was a, was a bear of a time, brutal. and uh, we persevered, got through it. Uh, and, you know... Once again, the way that you carried yourself, the way that you talked with people, the way that you reported things, uh, I totally respect it and uh, very, very fond of, of our friendship. Well, I was too, and I got to see you. Uh, I got to see you win championships and with the Eagles. I got to see you win championships with the Stars, uh, and um, and I, I and I, I learned a lot being around you, John. I mean, you were uh, you were one of the real leaders on that team, and uh, you talked about the strike years as the player representative. I don't know that anybody could have been in a tougher position than you were, uh, but you held that team together, and uh, um, the, the respect that you earned both on the field and off the field was something I always admired, and. You know, I, I really, I really truly enjoyed. I enjoyed my whole time covering this team and being around this team for more than half a century. Uh, but there are a few people that really stick out in my mind as really great people that I had the opportunity to meet, and I felt privileged to do it. And you were one of them. So thanks, buddy. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. You going to make your way out to Canton this this August? I wouldn't miss it. I guess I'll be seeing you out there, right? I will be there for a couple reasons. One, our coach, and then also Sam Mills. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sam Mills was your teammate yeah. with the Stars, of course. Yeah, yeah. I got to play alongside him, a fabulous human being, and I got to coach him for one year, the last year of the USFL, and he was pretty easily coached. He, he knew more than I did. He was a pretty smart guy and a really, right. really tough When I see you, well, he sure was. Well, when I see you out in Canton, I suspect that uh, – yeah, just try and keep Louis Giamona under control, okay? Just try and, I mean, this is, this is Dick's weekend. We don't need the family screwing it up. Thank you, John. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. All right, be well. Thank you for being part of it. Well, Ray, um, you told me 
that your plan when you retire mm -hmm. is to watch your granddaughters play uh, field hockey, mm -hmm. watch, hang out with your grandsons, including going to concerts, as I believe, school concerts, mm -hmm. and sit around and watch games with your kids. Uh, and they're here now, and I, and I wanted to give them both a chance to talk. Kathleen, your daughter, I want to start with you, because we've, we've talked to David many times. It's, you've, are you, uh, how am I going to ask this? You must be looking forward to the opportunity to spend more time with your dad when he's Ray Didinger, the dad, the grandfather, as opposed to Ray Didinger, the media figure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the kids are really looking forward to it as well. You know, during football season is challenging. Um, so being able to have more time to spend the time so that they have the opportunity to get to know dad just as well and, and love him just as much is really going to be special. And Ray, didn't you say one of them's playing the trumpet? What am I thinking? What am I remembering? Yeah? Emmett is. Emmett's playing the trumpet? Yeah, I, I like to play trumpet. At first, I was just thinking that um, Dad wanted me to be a bugler at my scout troop, but I played trumpet and I got really good at it. Good. There, 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 wait, what, what about the video games? Ray, you're not playing video games. Is this part of the plan? I think the plan is that he's going to try and teach me Madden. Is that right? No, I'm going to teach you everything I know about playing FBS games. There you go. <laughs> okay. And, and um, Dave, we know Dave. We've talked to Dave a lot. I met your granddaughters at, the, um, at your induction uh, over in Atlantic City a couple months ago. But I know, Ray, that you told me that you're going to become that grandfather watching the field hockey games, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to trying to learn and understand that game. Because right now it baffles me. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy Haley play. I enjoy watching Haley play. I've certainly enjoyed watching Caitlin play. And yeah, this year, this fall, uh, when September rolls around, you know, the Eagles are going to do what the Eagles are going to do. I mean, that, that's fine. They, they have to do that. But uh, my interest is going to be at uh, Gwynedd Mercy University and watching Haley play her final year of, uh, of collegiate field hockey. She's going to be co-captain of the team, and I'm really proud of her. And I'm looking forward to going up there and seeing as many games as I can. Haley, do you have any rules for your grandfather when it comes to the games? Um, honestly, just enjoy it because... There are some crazy parents in the stands. Um, also, don't want you to be one of those. But, exactly. Um, honestly, just enjoy it because it is really just a great game to watch. You guys must um, I, I must all be looking forward to being able to get more of his time. Dave, again, he said the thing he looks forward to most is just sitting on a couch being able to watch a game without – with you, with without working, without having to worry about it. Never, never watched an Eagles game with him. The last uh, Joe Santa Liquido, I was talking to him yesterday, and he asked me the same question: What was the last Eagles game you watched with your dad? And I said, I never watched a game with him, never ever. Happened. And I said, uh, he says, Well, what was the last football game you did watch with him? And it came right off the top of my head. I said, It was Super Bowl Thirty. He had filed his last Hall of Fame vote in Phoenix. And then got on a plane that Sunday morning, flew back, and I met him over at his house in East Falls, and we watched the Cowboys and Steelers Super Bowl, and that was the last football game I watched with him. So, David, everybody talks to Ray, and one of the iconic moments that we talk about that I think reached everybody's heart was the end of Super Bowl 52 in the studio. You were there shooting the game. Ray was there broadcasting, and 
that unscripted moment afterward where you came in and you guys exchanged the hug. I've talked to Ray about it many times. I would love your perspective on how that came about and what it meant. Uh, it came about just, you know, Michael Barkhan is the one that, that kind of set all of it up. That was not anything that either of us wanted to happen on camera. You know, he's not like that. I'm not like that. Um, there's a reason why I'm behind cameras and not in front of them. Uh, but I thank Michael Barkhan every time I see him because it was something that was special. That's something that everybody in Philadelphia loved. Everybody in Philadelphia uh, had the same feeling. And that wasn't an analyst and a cameraman. That was a father and a son. And I think that was, what the, uh, that was the most special part of that day. And as I recall, either you or or Ray evoked your grandfather, right? Tell, oh, tell yeah, me absolutely. about t tell me about how that came to play. Yeah, um, when David came on the set and uh, we hugged, um, I said to him, um, "That was for Grandpa," uh, meaning my father, who I, I know uh, uh, had always wanted to uh, see the Eagles win a Super Bowl, and uh, I felt like when the Eagles finally did it that day, it was uh, it just seemed so right that David and I were together. And uh, I said that to him. I said, that was for Grandpa, And he knew immediately. Uh, he knew immediately what I was talking about. And that was what kind of brought me to tears, as it, as it almost does <laughs> right now. That kind, of, that kind of brought that kind of emotion forward. And um, it's funny. I've gotten so many letters uh, over the last month about since the retirement. Uh, I mean, literally hundreds of them. Most of them from people I don't even know. Um, but I will, t I will tell you, half of them, at least half of them, have somewhere in the letter mentioned that moment. They, they, they refer to that moment with you and your son as one of the highlights of the whole Super Bowl experience because it touched everybody. Because in every living room in the whole region, people were having exactly those kinds of moments with fathers and grandfathers and fathers and daughters and mothers and daughters. And everybody, that was something that everybody could share in. And David and I were sharing it. The only difference was we were sharing it in a very public way. And I said to David after, after it was all over, and I finally could kind of put it in perspective and saw how much it meant to people. I said, you know, Dave, you know, we thought we were putting our arms around each other, but we were really putting our arms around the whole Delaware Valley. And that's still true today. It was, it was a beautiful moment. It was an iconic moment, and, and you're both right. It was... It was everybody with their father and their mom and their grandparents and so on and how sports is one thing handed down from generation to generation and the love of it and the fact that you two guys shared that and it was so emotional, it was beautiful. Kathleen, you got, it's just such a beautiful family. Um, I just hope uh, and know that you guys will enjoy spending time with this old man. As, I, as I'm losing him and I'm going to miss him dearly, I, you know, we're doing the show tomorrow, and I'm going to get more into this tomorrow. But the six weeks on air I spend and the time prepping and afterward and just walking to our cars is, is so special to me. And I know that you guys are so looking forward to we definitely are. My un boys, unscripted time with Ray. Absolutely. The boys are going to actually be starting football for the first time this year, this yeah. fall. So this will be – we'll have, uh, you know, field hockey here and football here in the, uh, in the Delaware Valley. So we'll be looking forward to – Dad being on the sidelines, probably with a legal pad, maybe taking some notes <laughs> yeah. in practice. You're going to put the line down the middle? Emmett, this is Emmett's pluses and minuses? <laughs> actually, oh, I'm sure he will. Actually, you know what? That would, that would be very valuable. So I think that, uh, I, I think that we, would, we would look forward to seeing that for both Emmett and George. The worst part is, is, it, is it he's going to go to Haley's games, he's going to go to Emmett and George's games, 
And poor Caitlin here is graduating high school next week, and she's moving to Pittsburgh in August to go to college. She's not going to see him. Yeah, you know. So she'll catch up with him at Thanksgiving a little when about she's a, home. It's about a four-and-a-half hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. You can make that out there. You can see it. Well, it's listen. Um, I, I'll just give you – give, David, I'll give you the last word here, just kind of what this means for – you and your wife and your kids and Haley and her family uh, to, to have Ray retiring after 53 brilliant years. I mean, you, you know what he means to the Delaware Valley. Oh, he's, he's the you best. carry the name Dinger. People have been telling it to you your whole well, career. No, 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 no. He, he's, I don't carry anything. He's, this, is, this is the guy that does everything. But, uh, no, it, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to imagine. I, I remember when he told us uh, that he was thinking about doing it, and I said, well, what do you mean? I, I tried to talk him out of it. I said, well, you really, you can't retire. You can't. I said, what am I going to listen to on the weekends? <laughs> and he says, I don't know what you're going to listen to, but it ain't going to be me. <laughs> and, uh, but to, to see the text messages, the emails, the people stopping me at the stadiums, telling me uh, you know, what, what this guy's meant to, to the city, to the region, to Philadelphia sports, to listening to the people that are calling in, the coaches, the ex-players, people that showed up here, and it's just unbelievable. I mean, I wish in when I'm 75, people care this much that I retire. <laughs> yeah, nice. Very nicely said. Um, I'm going to miss him. You guys are going to enjoy all the time. Um, to your kids, to your grandkids, I wish all the best. Ray, you got anything to say? No, I mean, this is a big part of it. I mean, it's a big part of the decision uh, that I made. Um, it's not, it is not easy. It really isn't easy, even though I feel, and I've said this to you, even though I feel it's the right decision, it was by no means an easy decision. Because um, I, I love what I've done. I, I've loved the last 53 years. I feel blessed because I think this is what I was meant to do. But I think it's time. Uh, and, um, uh, and one of the factors that entered into it was I just, I just feel like I, I want to spend more time with my family. I, I really want to spend more time with the kids. Uh, I want to learn. I want Emmett and George to teach me how to play Madden. I, I, I want to. I, I yeah, I'm thinking I, that's not going to work out. I, but that's I, I, I know how it's. I know it's not going to work out, but I still want to try. And I want. I want to go see Haley. I want to see. I want to go see her play. I want to try and learn something about field hockey. I want to travel with my wife. I want to travel somewhere where I'm not just going to a football stadium. I mean, Lambeau Field is wonderful, Arrowhead's wonderful, but there are other places in the world that I have to go. So there's so much out there that I want to do and explore, but most of it is my family, and that had a lot to do with the decision that I made. So um, even though I know I'm going to miss doing this job and I'm going to miss being with you a, a lot, um, I'm really looking forward to this next phase of my life and spending time with these guys because they're real important to me. All right, very nice. So we got one more segment to go. I see one more special guest in the house. A little bit of a presentation for you. Ray Dinger and Glenn Mack now. We are here on 94 WIP. Ray, Bobby Rydell passed away uh, this year, which was such a sad thing to see. And I know that you had the opportunity to become friends with him. The great, the great, great Bobby Rydell. Yeah, yeah I did. I, he, was, he was a hero of mine as a kid. I mean, when I, was, when I was just in high school, he was at the apex of his career. I mean, he was, you know, that was the days he was making movies with Ann Margaret, and he was num number one on the hit parade. And that song, Wildwood Days, is one of his all-time greats. And then and, and, and I actually saw him at the Flyers games. I, would actually, I was a Flyers ticket holder then, and I was just sitting in the stands, and I like, wait a minute, that looks like Bobby Rydell over there. And he, he, was, he, he, he was one of the Philly guys that never 
went to Hollywood. I mean, he was a Philly guy that remained a Philly guy, and he was an Eagle season ticket holder. He was a Flyer season ticket holder. You saw him around all the time, and over time, we developed a bit of a relationship and actually became good friends. I'm sorry to see him. Sorry to see him go, but boy, what a legacy he leaves behind. Yeah, he he was terrific. By the way, this segment sponsored by Meridian Bank. Business banking at its best. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. Look who has walked into the building, the great Seth Joyner. And I do have to say, the pregame show last year, uh, or the last couple years, I guess, with you and Seth and the crew was spectacular. Seth, I know that Ray retiring is going to be tough for me, and I know those Sunday postgame shows without Ray, it's going to be a loss for you. Well, it's going to be a loss for us. It's going to be a loss for the city. Um, you know, everyone keeps asking me, oh, you know, who are they going to replace Ray with? I'm like, you don't replace Ray. Are you kidding me? I'm, you hey, know? I'm getting that same question yeah. every day. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you put somebody in the spot, but there's no one that can ever replace Ray and what he brings to the table, not only from his football knowledge, but his professionalism and the way that he handled himself. Although I think, you know, the last couple of the last two years, I think I rubbed off on him a, a, a little bit. I mean, he, he made a couple of comments last year, and I looked at him, and I was like, is that Ray? Is that, is that me? <laughs> yeah, is that right, Ray? Tell me, tell me about this. Yeah, there were a couple of times I, was, I got a little cranky. <laughs> and, 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 that, that, and Seth looked at me and said, wait a minute, I think I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> but only in a good way. I have to say um, that working with this guy, I mean, covering him in his career uh, and seeing what, yeah, what a player. Whoa, what a great player he was, uh, and a guy who was not just a great player, but a, but a guy who really thought the game, not just played the game, but he thought the game. I mean, in terms of his own preparation and film study, light years ahead of any player I had covered up to that point, point. Uh, and so I really appreciated that, and I never imagined that years down the line that we would actually be doing TV together, but uh, the chance of having done this over the last few years and work with Seth and work with Barrett um, has been really one of the highlights, and and this guy has has taught me a lot. I mean, I thought I knew a lot about football, but I learned a, a heck of a lot more working with this guy. And I and I was I've said it countless times, and I'll say it again right now on the record that he should be coaching. I mean, he he should be coaching in the National Football League. There's no question in my mind that he should do it, and there's no question in my mind he would be great at it because he's he's that smart and he loves the game that much. I think you just threw that gauntlet there, sir. Well, you know, a lot of people have said that, you know, the situation has to be right. Um, you know, I, I think I would love it, but I love what I do. Um, mm -hmm. I love what I do now. I love talking about the game of football. Um, you know, Ray talks about what he learned. Um, you know, professional athletes really don't have any formal training when it comes to the broadcasting world. Like, you know, I got into broadcasting after I retired. I was with the NFL Network the whole first year they were on the air. They didn't know what they really wanted to do. It's nothing like what they are today. And after one year, I decided I really didn't like it. Um, you know, so I, I quit. I stopped doing it. Um, and you really, like I said, you really get no formal training. So when the Comcast job opened up, I was like, and it had to be like five or six years, you know, after, you know, the whole NFL Network thing. I was like, ah, you know, let me give it a shot. Um, and I'm sitting next to Ray, and I'm taking notes. I'm, like, looking and watching, you know, what he does and how he does it. Um, and like I said, professional athletes really have no formal training. You may have the football acumen, the football knowledge, 
but how to actually conduct yourself and how to actually do it on TV, it's a, it's a learning curve. So while Ray talks about what he learned from me, um, from the football side, I learned, you know, not only from the professionalism side of being in the broadcast world, but, you know, I thought I really understood, you know, how to take notes and how to, you know, how to chronicle the data. Um, but I would find myself in game because I think that's what I'm going to miss most. Not so much of what we do on the air, but how we watch the football game together. He has told me that, that the most fun he has is sitting in that, wherever you guys watch, and yes. just sitting and watching the game with you. And those three hours, the unscripted part, that's the best part. They should have put a camera in that room while we watched the game. You talk about gold. The gold wasn't necessarily on the screen. I mean, you'd had to beep, 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 you know, every other comment. Yeah. But the goal was in the room because we're talking about what's happening in the moment. Um, and then, the, and then the, the thing that I enjoyed the most is like, you know, I could turn to Ray and ask Ray a question. Um, it could be the fourth quarter. Ray, you know, the second second possession, Eagles had the ball. What you know, he didn't even have to look at his notes. Yeah. And and he'd he'd feed it to you. Or you'd ask him a question, you know, back in 19, you know, 86, my rookie year, um, you know, we played the Giants and this play happened, just it, it would come spilling out. Yeah. You know? So what it really taught me is to, you know, you take your notes because I think young people live in this virtual world now. Everything is on the computer. The, the, the beauty of what Ray does, everything is chronicled in real time. And I think that's where the real retention is, is, is in the chronicling. And, and I've learned to take notes in that way, you know, and that helps me retain information as well. He is sharp as can be. Yeah. And he's great to work with. Seth, I appreciate you coming by. I really do. Hey, man, I wouldn't have missed it. You look surprised when I walked in. And I just wanted, you know, Ray to know there's no way in hell that this day would happen without me being here. Um, at some point, I had to show up. And, um, you know, I appreciate it. Ray, all the best to you and Maria and the family. You guys enjoy it um, because, my friend, after 53 years, you've done more than, um, more than, you know, earned it and deserved it. And um, the city of Philadelphia is going to miss you. But, you know, I, I got your email. And Maria, she, she responds to my email. So every once in a while, Maria, can I, just, can I borrow them just, you know, for like 30 minutes or so? <laughs> there you go. She gave, you the, she gave you the green light. Yes. Seth, be well. All Look right, forward man. to seeing you again. Well, Ray, um, the, uh, our bosses, the people here at WIP, uh, wanted to present you with something uh, on the way out. And I know that this was announced on Angelo's show on Friday, but I think we should talk about it again. David Yadgroff is here. Rod Lakin, our program director, is here. And Dave... Um, you guys came up with something to honor Ray moving forward that I think is just great. Absolutely. Well, look, uh, the special part of WIP is the history and the relationships that the hosts have with the listeners. And you look at everything that's gone in the last three hours here, um, Ray is such a superb example of that. And then how do you honor Ray? Um, so what we decided to do was we came up with the Ray Dittinger Internship Program uh, starting this fall. It'll be dedicated to someone who made a difference in the lives of generations of Philadelphia sports fans, designed for the future generations, and inspired by his legacy. The world needs more Ray Dittingers. Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd... How about that? 
Uh, I had, uh, I didn't, you, you really, I've been, this, this month has been full of surprises, <laughs> but this may have been the biggest. Angelo told me about this when I was in on Thursday. Uh, I think it's a wonderful idea. I, I, I am so gratified by this. I can't think, I can't think of a better, a better send-off than this, that, uh, you know, that some, that's, that the next generation of folks will have an opportunity uh, to do what I've done and been blessed to do for the last 50 years. I think that's just absolutely wonderful. Thank you, David. It's our pleasure. Thank you for all that you have done for the radio station, for our listeners, for our partners and clients. Thank you. Thank and, you. And, uh, Rod, uh, why don't you describe um, the cake that has been made for this yeah. event? Because it's pretty spectacular. Well, and getting back to the internship, too, we knew we couldn't give uh, Ray another plaque because I had to be the one to send out the email to the staff, you know, when Ray announced his retirement. And I was going through his bio, and I was reading through all these different awards and things. And I was just blown away, like Emmy Award winner, Pennsylvania Broadcaster of the Year. I'm like, is this a real person? Um, but anyway, so we wanted to give away uh, Ray's signature, uh, if you've seen him on television or if you've seen him around the, the WIP studios getting ready for his segments, are his yellow legal pads. So we came up with a special cake for Ray, a yellow legal pad cake, which uh, is amazing. Uh, and everything on that cake is edible, believe it or not, even the pen. So <laughs> it's, it, it is just great. We're going to have somebody uh, cut. You want to cut the cake, Ray? <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare touch right. that. Maria and, and David, let, let's have your kids and your family come up and, and cut the cake and get the first slices. And, and uh, they poured champagne, which I know you will not drink. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we want to honor you with this. And... I just want to say, I'm, I'm, we have one more show tomorrow, and that one is going to be a very special one for me. But for everybody who joined it, let me, let me just list everybody who joined us today. Here we go. Jim Gardner, Mike Quick, the Philly fanatic, Fran Dunphy, uh, our producers over the year, which I think was very special for both of us, Howie Roseman, Ike Reese, Howard Eskin, Jody McDonald, Bernie Perrant, Billy White Shoes Johnson, Harold Carmichael, Herb McGee, Phil Martelli, Governor Rendell, Brian Baldinger, Bill Bradley, Seth Joyner, and our boss is here. Um, and there were probably others that we didn't get to. But it shows you, Ray, the depth of, of appreciation for you, not just for the greatness of the 53-year career, not just for all the great things that you've written and you've broadcast and you've said and, um, and you've shared on the air, but you as a person uh, and you as a friend and you as a family man. Um, oh, geez, it's going to get to me. <laughs> You are special to me, and I think you are special to everybody. So, Ray Dinger, we all raise this toast to you. Um, and I guess I'd like to uh, give you just the opportunity to, uh, to send us out today. Well, this has been, um, um, it's been an amazing month, and never more amazing than the last three hours. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been great. It's been, I've heard from some people um, who, who go back with me 50 years in this, uh, people who have meant an awful lot in my life, um, and none more so than my family who are here. Uh, and uh, it's been, uh, it's just been, it, it, I just feel so fortunate to have been able to do what I've done uh, for the last 50 years, enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed it, uh, and to have so many letters and gratitude, uh, thoughts of gratitude come in from people in the city just saying, um, I feel like I'm losing a friend. And, uh, um, and you've been a big part of our lives. You've been a big part of our weekends. Uh, and thank you for what you've brought to our lives. And the fact that we've made that connection, you and I together over the last 20 years, uh, that people have those kinds of feelings for us and what we've done here uh, is 
I mean, Rod was talking about the plaques and the awards and all that kind of stuff, and that is what it is, but it's the, it's the feeling that I'm getting back from the community, from the people out there that have written and reached out to me that means the most of all. And so, uh, and nothing more, nothing more so than what we've had here this morning. This has been just beautiful, and uh, you're all a big part of my life. I love every one of you, uh, and I'm, I'm going to miss you all very much. But thank you very much for what has been a truly memorable day. You're a very special man, and uh, we'll get to do this one more time. I look forward to it. I'll see you tomorrow, pal. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.